Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, of course, is Christopher Triana, the great, the man, the powerful. Christopher, how are you? I'm good, my friend. How are you today? I'm I'm good, man. I'm here. I'm on like cruising in on no sleep. That doesn't matter though, mm-hmm. uh, because we have a very special guest tonight. And uh, as the summer of slashers rolls on, continues, I've been out in the wild talking to people. They're into it. Uh, it's uh, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, it's uh, it rolls on. We have amazing uh, other authors on here with us, and today is no exception. He's from jolly old England, mate, and uh, it's pretty freaky that he's here. I think uh, he's he. You've we've had his uh, as book of the week on here. His uh, author of what good girls do he's been in several anthologies that we're going to talk about some with chris and all of that good stuff please welcome jonathan butcher What's up, hello man? i almost like did a hello governor but i thought i'd just say <laughs> hi how's it going <laughs> awesome yeah, to be don't, here don't you don't you just love when americans do a uh, english accent <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's uh terrible teeth and like chimney sweeps and all that stuff yeah <laughs> yes that's that's pretty much all we know and that's lucky too anyway it's good to talk to you in person man or yeah, in, uh, you too. awesome to be here to be fair i'm sure everyone in england just thinks that we're all just like cowboy hats and guns which is kind yeah, of true America! That <laughs> yeah we're all we're all a little bit of uh Pussy and guns, or whatever you said. Um, Chris, I just uh, got in from Phoenix like a couple hours ago, driving in, mm-hmm. just in time to like watch the movie and jump on this. Nick yeah. P and I mark yeah. it right at the top of the show. And mm-hmm. boy, 
boy, boy, are my arms and everything else tired. But I'm here. I'm ready. I'm I'm prosperous, dude. And the convention I was just at a, a Mad Monster party in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'll talk about all of it on uh, the next episode of John Wayne Lied to You it comes out tomorrow. But um, I do just want to say shouts out. That was a great show. And uh, you know what? We watched a, a Hormel Chili um, training documentary, like do- a training video type of thing. Oh, wow. um, Hor- the Hormel plant, like uh, how they like make cut all their meats and make the chili. Oh. And it was so weird because they like shoehorned in this wraparound where this family got this these letters at the beginning where it was like, Jimmy and Bobby got this letter. Congratulations, boys. You're going to the Hormel factory. You know, it's like just or like, like it's Willy it. Wonka or something like they get the golden ticket. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's, like, it's, just, it's like a voiceover <laughs> and they're looking at like they're looking at the letter like, yeah, yeah. And then like it shows them like, uh, you know, on these like you know, scaffoldings, like looking down at them, cutting the meat and shit and like pointing and like they're so excited. Meanwhile, they cut to them. They're like ripping the skin off of the cows and like just doing all these crazy cuts with these knives and shit. It was insane. Um, but but we watched so many training videos that that was one of my favorites. Um do you ever watch, you watch those? I don't know, man. We it was interesting. Like we watched this one for this, uh, uh, and this just one more, and I'll get off this. But this restaurant called Country Buffet, where uh, the, the training one we watched was for the person who cuts the meat at the buffet. Like they have someone that cuts like cuts the fucking slice and gives it to you, whatever the fuck you know. And it's so it's so awesome. First, this guy looks like Dave Coulier, like a young Dave Coulier. He talks like the guy from the Simpsons. Like if I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. Like he literally sounds like that. And they tell him things like, um, the voiceover will be like, children are the driving force of, you know, deciding where parents are going to eat at the restaurant. So be sure we pay special attention when kids are in line. Here's a few things you can say to connect with the children. And it cuts to him and he says, what grade are you in? Or, what were you? What are you gonna have for dessert? Or would you like some hot fudge? And I was like, "Who the fuck is this? You can't say any of those things to a child in a buff- anywhere, let alone a buffet." Um, but it was it was shit like that. that well, I mean, I need help. I don't know what stuff. the fuck to say to kids. You know, like, it's, <laughs> well, check it out, dude. Country buffet, man. That country buffet training video could help you. I don't know. It was hilarious. We watched police training videos. We're insane. Anyway. Well, I think Can drugs. I just quickly say, yeah. I thought you said a whole mouth chili. <laughs> that was what I thought. Yeah, sorry, and I also sorry. thought you were going to mention like health and safety videos, which we have over here, like training ones teaching you how mm-hmm. to not carry like a buzzsaw up a ladder so it falls yeah. on your face and then travels through <laughs> you onto the child below. And yeah, those are my favorite kind of training videos. <laughs> we, watched, we watched those as well. We did watch a handful <laughs> yeah. of those. Um, but I, th- think I, what, could... I think what you meant, John Wayne, is a a whore with a mouthful of chili. Oh which, yeah. You it's, know. Just, it's what you we know, prefer over here in America. Yeah. Right next to, <laughs> right next to fucking a bucket of mud. We won't want that whore with the chili mouth. Damn. That's so my kink. That's what we like here in America. With yeah, our but ladies the, of the evening. Yeah. These training videos could be a whole episode in themselves. I don't want to get, get down it, but it was extremely awesome. What, what have you been up to dude? Uh, just, you know, this same, just, writing and uh watching great slasher films um 
and some not so great ones. And last night I, I watched the movie that we're going to discuss and then I followed it up just randomly. I was like, you know, I'm going to watch Scarface. It's been a while. Uh, and that's, that's, that's like a three hour movie, but I just totally committed to it and just watched it. I love that movie. The Pacino Scarface or the, the older one? The Pacino one. Yes. Did not you the, do a bunch of, the, did you break Howard out Hulk the cocaine? Did you put your suit on and shit? I, 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 well, I've got a suit. I don't have any cocaine, you know. So oh. you have a chainsaw. Well, I, I got do a package. Have a chainsaw. <laughs> right. I got a package coming to you, dude. You'll see. Oh, oh great, great. Speaking um, of packages, I gotta say uh, up up front, I want to give a huge. We need to give a huge thank you uh, to someone who's donated to the beer fund nice. to us in a big bad way. This uh, I love this woman. She's amazing. I met her um, at a convention, and I can't wait to reconnect with her. And she loves the show. She loves us. Shannon Bradner donated to the beer fund thank you so much shannon uh we, we can't thank you enough we appreciate it when i see you i'm gonna do the waltz with you and dance and um all and uh then chris is gonna do the electric worm and then we'll have a push-up contest in your honor and it's gonna be great shannon because you're awesome and i we just we really appreciate it so thank you yes. thank you very much it's very good and if anybody wants to donate to the uh, Vital Social Issues and Stuff Beer Fund to help keep the show going, uh, you know, change out supplies. We got Chrissy, Chrissy Boy, a new microphone for his little sugar puss. Um, and, uh, you know, those kind of things that, that happen and, and plus travel and you, stuff like that. You really are delirious from <laughs> not sleeping. <laughs> I'm rolling now, baby. I'm in it now. We're, we're going. Um, yeah, so uh, anyway, yes, you can donate to us. Go to chrisandjohnwayne.com, K-R-I-S, and johnwayne.com, and click on the uh, beer fund, the Vital Social Issues and Stuff beer fund donation. It's a picture of us and Roy, and uh, and we'll, we appreciate anything. It helps. And just listening helps, and we appreciate that as well. Yes, absolutely. So thank you. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so I think we can get rolling into our show now, <laughs> and that brings us to our very first segment, which is, of course, Book of the Week! Book. Book. Book of the Week. Book of the Week. So, what we've been doing with our Books of the Week is we've been talking with the authors that we have as our guests. So, uh, we already did... Um, uh, what Good Girls Do uh, by Mr. Jonathan Butcher, and uh, that was Book of the Week on one of our episodes, and rightly so, because it's a, a great, intense, extreme horror novel. I really like it a lot. Uh, but we're going to be talking uh, with him today about a work in progress uh, called The Chocolate Man. Uh, Jonathan, you want to tell us about this? Sure. Um, I wrote a short story called The Chocolate Man uh, about five, six years ago, and um, that essentially put me in contact with Justin Park from the Sinister Horror Company because he loved the story so much when he read it, he reached out to me. And that ended up with me publishing uh, What Good Girls Do through the Sinister Horror Company. And ever since then, um, the character from The Chocolate Man is basically a shit demon called Kreb. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like the Candyman, um, but with uh, human feces instead of bees. Yes. Um, and it, since then, he's appeared in like stupid short movies that I've made with friends. We did a photo story for the Sinister Horror Company um, annual. I've done uh, a podcast about it. 
and I've got to the point now when I've thought, fuck it, I'm going to do a book. Yeah. And um, I kind of spent the last four years trying to write something serious. And um, a few months back, I was just like, I'm done. I'm just yeah. going to try and write the grossest, <laughs> most dumb in many ways, mm -hmm. uh, but most disgusting splatterpunk story that I've, I've ever I've ever written, basically, involving as many grotesque sorts of deaths that um, hopefully people won't even have read in you know any of the disgusting splatterpunk books that they've mm -hmm. read so i've already got the cover um sorted out for it like i wrote twenty thousand words and just thought uh, yeah I'm, I'm loving this this is definitely yeah. happening i'm gonna i need a picture to uh <laughs> to to propel me forwards uh and i'm hoping that i'm gonna have this finished in the next maybe two three months at a push because i'm starting to study again in september so there's there's a time limit on on, on this thing but yeah. um it had the the working title Filth House for a little while, which I quite like. But then I realized that the last short release that I did was called Filthy Secrets. And I can't put uh, filth into all of my titles. Really? So for the time being, it's just the Chocolate two. Man novel. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of a fun title, too, the Chocolate Man novel. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah, it's work in progress. Title may change. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's it's. It's a funny thing when you decide you just want to be as gross and nasty and vile as possible. Uh, I certainly did that with body art. That was my goal. Uh, Love <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, but, I read that I mean, just recently. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, you could probably tell, you know, like I was trying to be as sick and demented as possible with that. Uh, even the characters in the book, you know, that are making the porno, they, they're, aim they're aiming to make the most gross, disgusting things. So even the characters are out to do that. Uh, so it's fun to kind of challenge yourself to not only go as far as you can uh, with, with grotesquery, but also to try to outdo your peers or the masters, or even like try to challenge the masters, you know, like Edward Lee or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, so. it was actually, I've, um, I've been reading a bit more splatterpunk than I usually would. And um, I read The Slob <clears throat> by Aaron, I don't know how to say his second name, Beauregard? Beauregard, uh, yeah. Yeah. Beauregard. yeah. And people are just loving that book. So mm. I was thinking, well, it can't be that extreme, but God damn, he pulls out all the stops. Yeah. And I just thought, this could be really fun to just, yeah, re really go for it. Um, yeah, so hopefully, yeah. yeah, hopefully that's going to be one that uh, that people enjoy as well. I, th I think uh, they will because, you know, I really loved what good girls do. Uh, that one wasn't super gross, but it was super intense and uh, and really disturbing content-wise. Uh, I know I mentioned it before on the show, but for those of you who may have forgotten or, or maybe not have heard that one, uh, basically it's about a young woman who's been kept in captivity her whole life um, and is and just has been abused sexually and uh, physically and um, mentally. Uh, and she finally escapes. And like, you know, this is someone who hasn't seen the world before and has only known horror. And so horror ensues in the story. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like Room, if it was written by Jack Ketchum or something, you know, like it's this That's really bad. like, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I, I saw Room much, much later, um, but Room is Room is very, very, very different tone in, in tone and in story as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I think people are going to be, I, I'm certainly looking forward to The Chocolate Man. Uh, and particularly after reading uh, your story in uh, Bludgeoning Tools, uh, that, that sounded a that sentence. I mean, I'm certainly looking forward to the Chocolate Man. I mean, I, that's I a soundbite right there, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's a blurb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But no, I mean, I read your story, uh, uh, Drilldo, uh, and like classic title. That's your cla- <laughs> his classic title. It kind of reminds me of pieces where you say, uh, "Yep, it's exactly what you think it is, Drilldo." <laughs> yeah, uh, and seeing how gross you got with that, uh, I'm sure you're going to deliver with the Chocolate Man. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned about uh, what good girls do being 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 extreme because I I never wrote that intending to be extreme i just wrote the story that i wanted to tell so it's been interesting this time kind of just reversing that and writing something yeah purposefully grotesque right, so that's right. the way i'm going yeah good good girls isn't it, it's not gross uh it's not like super blood and guts or anything like that i say extreme more tonally much like jack ketchum's the girl next door or something like that uh you know where it's just the intensity and the evil of it um you know the horrible stuff that not only this young woman was put through, but also what she puts others through as a result of her own PTSD. Uh, it's just, it's just ext- very intense. Um, so that was my first introduction to your stuff. And I think it was John McNee recommended it. Uh, you know, the Scottish author. Uh, I think yeah. He yeah. Was- he's good too. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually uh, reading a, a uh, I'm doing a kind of a beta read for him right now, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, you, so you have definitely, you've got a lot of short stories out there. Yeah. And we've also got the, uh, the upcoming, um, Matt Shaw anthology, which you uh, mentioned a bit earlier, which we're both going to be featuring in, which yeah. has got an amazing lineup. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, yeah and while uh, I don't think that's the grossest story I've ever done, uh, I'm hoping that it's going to stand hopefully shoulder to shoulder with, with the other ones, but we'll see. Well, I mean, Drilldo certainly was shoulder to shoulder uh, with uh, the other people in Bludgeoning Tools. It was one of my favorites in the book. I oh, really awesome. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was just crazy, and you had a nice little Shyamalan twist in there and everything too. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Shyamalan make that make. That oh, story. <laughs> absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> and all the dildos were dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Hey, hey, dude, what are you studying? Uh, crime and thriller writing. I'm doing a, um, a master's. Yeah. That's a thing you can take? Yeah. You guys are leaving study bounds ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought in America you could literally study anything if you put a proposal forwards. In a... Well, you can, hey. but, it, but it costs you of like $500,000. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I'm being like, <laughs> yeah, it's courses it, it, and everything are crazy expensive. It might as well yeah. cost you that much because you'll be paying it for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, I still owe for my my past education. It's it's pretty expensive here. I'll never pay that debt off. But I'm lucky enough this time to have been sponsored. Um, hey, so that's that's pretty oh, amazing. Just walk know. away from it, dude. Just walk away <laughs> from that debt and say, I'm not done. Done. Yeah, fake not my debt. Maybe not, so. not going to pay it. <laughs> Come get me. Come get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that starts in september so i can i can only really write the fun stuff now but then again the Very story cool. i'm going to be writing for that is about a psychic escort so even though it's more mainstream i guess it's still got the signature weirdness that's kind of cool though a psychic escort yeah he kind of stumbles oh. into uh into a mystery that that that, <laughs> that grabs my attention though it, it, it like it i'm like okay I, i'm listening you know when i when i hear that so that's good man it's always good to grab them with like the briefest description you know 
Yeah, but no shit demons uh, while I'm um, at university, so I'll, I'll get that done first. Yeah, I've, I've never gotten into the... Uh, sorry, go ahead, John. Oh, no, I was just going to say, speaking of escorts, uh, I, I saw this... This I saw this awesome <laughs> movie recently called The Call Girl of Cthulhu. It's like a recent indie yeah. horror movie. Have you seen it, Chris? I, no, I know of it, but I haven't watched it. it. Dude, it's amazing. It's so badass. You see it, Jonathan? Uh, I've seen the poster and had it recommended oh, to me. It's, I mean, it's I fucking seen it. cool as shit, dude. Anyway, that that's what I thought of. So just want to throw that out there. How low budget is it? When you see the tentacles, it's good. No, it's decent? good. Oh, it's good. Is it? It's it's like it's like decent budget. The effects are okay. all practical. And, oh, that's but they're, nice. They're cool. They're just cool. And it's it's a fucking awesome movie. I just I was very impressed by how much fun i had watching it and how much i enjoyed it i was like i'm gonna see what this is like but i was like oh man this is badass <laughs> so <laughs> i was expecting like shark to puss computer effects but no, no out of her pussy instead of the sea maybe yeah, yeah that's what i was expecting all, too <clears throat> all practical dude and like they like do hear. some cool ass deaths because yeah it's badass i don't want to spoil it but the deaths are nice. cool so i say give is it, it a watch is, is yeah. it streaming somewhere it's on prime that's, nice. That's okay. I saw it. I'll add it to the queue. The old queue. Let's see, that's a that's an English word, right? <laughs> we are good at queuing. Yeah. Yes. The queue. We'll go up to the flat. You know, we'll take the lift. <laughs> Trying to make oh, you feel God's feel sake. more at home nice. on the uh, yeah. feel more at home here on the show. You know. Well, well just just say going? just say brilliant instead of awesome, which I think is better. That's what they brilliant. say. They say brilliant, you know, like Tremendous. Where you say awesome. Yeah, I always like that. Roddy marvelous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one's tremendous, like that. tremendously brilliant. <laughs> and they say, and they say pedophile instead of pedophile. We which, do. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. I know that from the IT crowd. Great show. Yeah. <laughs> which I always I like to think about that, that actually. Well, huh? I'm sorry, guys. I, I wondered if it was uh, the show Brass Eye, just because you, you're you're a fan of extreme entertainment. Um, Brass oh, Eye man. is a um, a comedy show, like my favorite comedy show of all time. Um, but it was so controversial at the time, um, and they did like um, it was like a fake news show, um, and each episode would be about a different topic. And they did a pedophile special, so it's like an hour of like fake news stories about pedophiles so oh, okay. the country went mad but it's still some <laughs> it's of the funniest story. shit you've ever seen <laughs> what's this called brass eye brass eye the, the dude got, who made it chris morris know. is a genius and i, I do not oh, say that word lightly yeah i do love demented uh or as uh cv hunt said wrong-headed humor <laughs> I do love that kind of stuff. It's like offensive humor. Yeah. 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 And and now in the age of um, you know cancel culture, I think we're in we're in dangerously close to losing all those politically incorrect type of characters and shows. You know. Gotta be um, careful what you say. Do gotta be gotta well, be careful yeah. on, on some on some ends. Yeah, for sure. But some it's, people are still doing whatever the fuck they want. So. Mm. In a smart way. I don't know. Let's change the subject. Okay, <laughs> I mean, let's move right on then. Let's move right on. Um, no, I don't want to. Before we say anything that I, I that I want to edit in louder, um, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All I was saying is that I, you know, there's a lot of characters that 
now like would would like the people who made the show would face much harsher criticism for having a character like that including some of the ones that that we love john wayne like archie bunker right. of course would be oh, yeah. you know, the, the, all in the family would be crucified normally would be crucified even al bundy for misogyny and and yeah. fat shaming and whatever else you know like yeah, uh, there's many characters. I, I, like, I like to think he was a like a fat motivator. You know, he was motivating. <laughs> you, you have just to get the shit. But, you have just been canceled, <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> This recording shit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. Uh, anyway, let's let's move along to our next segment. Keep the show rolling. Um, this brings us to ridiculous reads. Ridiculous, ridiculous reads. Jonathan, I, you must sit perfectly still. Only we may dance. Yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> you told me that at the beginning. <laughs> I kid, I kid. No, awesome. I, I'm glad that you were dancing. Just I like it. Such a sick jingle. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's pretty good. Yeah, okay. I put that one together. Um, so I'm on ridiculous reads this week. And uh, I was, uh, you know, full disclosure taken aback because i i got my things messed up and i was like oh i'm not on ridiculous reads today but it turns out i am on ridiculous reads because i missed uh, a step in my brain somewhere but never fear because i still have quite a good one when i saw it i was like oh yeah this is where we're going today and this is a a, a little adaptation of a movie called battle for the planet of the oh, apes shit. oh shit <laughs> Now, this is one of, like, the worst movies, pretty much, I think, um, as far as, like, the budget is cut. No? I'm sorry, guys. I don't, I don't think I've seen that particular ape movie. I, I That's one of, like, 50, so it's hard to yeah. know. Have you seen this one, Jonathan? I've only seen the original. Yeah, this is in the original, like, line of things, but I, I, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. But this was one that, like, Nick P made me watch one night, and it's actually pretty funny, but it's like all pets are dead and shit and like the apes are free but i don't know what the hell's going on they have a hierarchy now i can't remember but i do remember that it was cool so this says don't miss the explosive 20th century fox film this is by david gerald really david gerald wrote it gerald uh, oh i know david. who david gerald is uh yeah he wrote uh well, he wrote my favorite time travel novel, which is called The Man Who Folded Himself. It's incredible. Uh, but yeah, he wrote a lot of novelizations, Star Trek mostly. He did a lot of Star Trek. Not not novelizations, but they were like those, not fan fiction, but they were like those books that just happened to take place in the world. You know, like all those Star Wars books that are out there with stories about Boba Fett and shit. He, are he you, did a lot of those. Are you John Wayne and me right now? No, I'm serious. All right. No, really, he's stuck. Interesting. Though. The really? man who folded himself. I want to read that then. It's, it's a great it's, title. Yeah, it. yeah, it is. It was one of these things where I, I read it when I was like sixteen. I just happened to see it. I saw the spine. I was in the library just looking for books, and just that title grabbed me, and I read it, and it's it's fantastic. It's it's my favorite time travel story because it's so crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, he he did write a lot of like Star Trek books and things like that. So. Very nice to know. <clears throat> it's based on the screenplay by John William Corrington and Joyce Hooper Corrington. Yikes. 
collaboration. I, I hope they're brother and sister, not husband and wife. The madness of apes and men erupts in savagery that rocks the earth. Now, the back of this says the city of the apes. It was a quiet, peaceful city. It was a city ruled by apes and served by men. It was a city unaware of an angry band of vicious gorillas anxious to revolt and an insane cadre of mutated humans hungry to kill. It was the city on the brink of a horrendous destruction that had happened once and was suddenly inexorably happening again. The apes are back in a new shocker from 20th Century Fox. <laughs> and that's it. The battle for the planet of the apes. All right. Showing at 310. Um, so I'm going to do What's, a reading what, from them. Uh, I was just, just real quick. Do you know, like, when did this come out? Was this like 70s or? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yes. Late, it's either late seventies or early eighties. Um, I know it's, it's from the original run of of the Ape Saga. It's not like from the Tim Burton no. Ape movies and spinoffs. It's from the oh, original run. Yeah. yeah. So this book is co- is copyrighted 1973. So I guess okay. somewhere. Yeah, early early seventies. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is cool. The dedication is for Harlan Ellison, who will appreciate the thought. Hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Anyway, I'm going to do a reading from this. This is from uh, that original. This is like when the, the apes are revolting against like the the other or the gorillas are trying to revolt against the apes. It's a whole thing that's happening. I'm remembering it now. It's a whole uh, thing. <laughs> it's just like I said, the gorillas in a city unaware of an angry band of voracious, vicious gorillas anxious to revolt. Uh-oh. I remember that now. Okay, here we go. Chapter six. Here we go. In Ape City, the preparations blurred together. Aldo inspected his troops. They were big and hulking and sloppy. They were dirty and hunched over, and they stood in long, irregular lines. The stench of them was unbelievable. (laughs) But Aldo was happy. They were good, strong gorillas, but they needed weapons. Guns, insisted Aldo. We need guns. Caesar directed the other chimpanzees and the orangutans in the laying out of the borders and defense lines. Speaking of orangutans, we watched uh, orangutans. Orangutans, yeah, that's it's uh, yeah, that's orangutans. how you say it. Orangutans, yeah. Um, we watched I, any which way. I always said orangutans. Yeah, I guess I'm wrong. Incorrect. Yeah, that's okay. I used to say it like that too, but um, we watched any which way you can the other day while we were dry, while we were uh, in the hotel, yeah. and which is a sequel to Which Way with Lewis with the orangutan. Uh-huh. And he wears a fucking watch the whole time. And they never call, reference it, which is fucking amazing. Anyway. Awesome. They're great movies. They're great they are. Movies. Those are Amer- great American classics, movies. man. Yeah. Those are movies you set your watch to. Yeah. They surveyed the the areas around Ape City, trying to decide the best places for their troops to make a stand. They began building woven branch walls along the slopes below the main part of the city. They brought in wooden furniture and heavy-looking carts as well. Anything that could be used as a barricade. Aldo trained his gorillas. They used swords and wooden shields, but they pretended that they had guns. They used sticks and branches and went through bayonet drill. They marched and practiced drills from the manual of the arms. We need guns, insisted Aldo. He said that already. (laughs) He did. He's very insistent. 
He led his troops in mock battles against each other. Ca- cavalry? Cavalry combat. Infantry attacking up bridges. <laughs> Defenders holding off attackers. But always, we need guns. <laughs> Come to Texas, Virgil. Yeah, right? <laughs> Virgil organized a group of chimps and, and orangutans. They dug traps and covered them with branches and grass. They dug trenches and set stakes in them. Caesar oversaw the work and was pleased with it. He's, he directed them to raise nets into the trees so that they could be dropped down onto the road to entrap the enemy. Aldo inspected his troops again. They're stronger than ever. And they were neater. Their lines were now straight and polished. The guerrillas were a new Wehrmacht. I don't know what that Wehrmacht? Is that a German it, word? Yeah. What does that mean? Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe it was like some breed of, of ape man from the fucking story. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Fiercer and more horrifying than one that had marched the earth only a few generations before. Their black leather uniforms gleamed. Their boots gleamed. Wow, you couldn't think of another fucking adjective? Their swords were raised in upright salute. <laughs> Their swords gleamed. Gleaming, <laughs> gleaming it's, it's in the gleamness of the gleam. They huh? shouted in unison. <laughs> We want guns. And then the Zardoz head comes in and starts puking the guns down onto them. <laughs> Zardoz. Yeah, marked means uh, armed force. There's like a oh, legion. Yeah, ah. ah, thank you, Jonathan. Lisa watched all of this and wept. She was angry and frustrated, torn between her love for Caesar and her revulsion for what was happening to the city and the people she loved. Every night when Caesar returned from his preparations, she pleaded with him on the night of the fires. She said, you swore an oath that in the future, apes and humans would live together in friendship and peace. You swore that we would build a new kind of world, a world where we would be no war. Yet, yet now you allow the gorillas to play at war. They always demanded. We need Don't guns. You realize what a dangerous thing this is. Caesar didn't answer. He set his lips stubbornly. He sat in his chair and folded his arms. Lisa tried to reason with him. Caesar, haven't you seen? Aldo is training his troops. It's terrible. He means danger to us all. Don't you see if you give the guerrillas the means to make war, they're going to use those means. You've let Aldo train them. They're a terrible war machine. They won't be happy until the tests a machine and see if it works. If the people in the city don't attack us, what then, Aldo? What will we use this war machine? And he will. He'll use it against you. He will use it against us all. No, snapped the chimpanzee. I am Caesar. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. That was a dramatic read. (laughs) (laughs) I was loving that. That's why you do audio books, man. Get lost in it. Thank you. I got lost in it. So anyway, Battle for the Planet of the Apes. It is worth a watch. Uh, I have watched this, and it Mm. is pretty good. Is the book based on the film, or is the film based on the book? Oh, this is the book based on the film. Okay. This is like the, the novelization of it. Right. But yeah, so it was. I remember it being fun, and I haven't really watched any of the ape movies, um, except for the one with Mark Wahlberg because we got a transformer, you know, like he got shot into space. I don't know what the fuck happened there, but that's it. You see that one? No, No, I'm not really a Planet of the Apes guy, I've never really understood the appeal of them. Me either, but I don't know. That one was cool. 
I'm not that like Statue of Liberty on the beach is a pretty cool image, but that's about all I took away from it. Yeah, and, the, and the, how the, vibrantly the, red and crap the blood looks. Yes. Whatever you know, the, on the when the Simpsons did the musical, that's all I really needed of Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, I was wrong. It was oh, yeah. Earth all along. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, when that's they do. Yeah. yeah, when they do Falco, it's just so great. You know, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite line from that is when he's like, can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course of you course can. Of course you but can. But I couldn't before. And he just like fucking rips yeah. it up. Troy McClure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he, fu- he fucked a bunch of fish, allegedly. <laughs> People don't do that kind of thing with fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Not, not during non. Well. It's it's been a while since it's been a while since the phone rang, but I thought been a while. I, heard, I thought I heard their phone ringing. The Corey Hotline. Yeah. All right, the Corey Hotline. So we haven't we haven't answered the hotline in a, in a few weeks and a few hot weeks as we've been summer slashing it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Corey hotline is, uh, you know, something we're, we're going to, uh, you know, one, one call per time. And then just, uh, when we can, we're going to get to it. It's, uh, we'll see. Um, but we have a great, uh, question this week. And, uh, if you want to call and ask a question about, uh, especially about stuff we're talking about here, uh, some are slashers and questions about the authors we've had on and the writing, call us at 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347, and you can call us any time. Chris, we have a call today. I'm going to play it right now. How about that? Do it. How about that? Do it. Hey, this is Tobias calling for the Chris and John Wayne podcast. Uh, So my question this week is about sequels. Do you guys have a favorite sequel that you prefer over the original film or movie Mm. or show? Um, or book. Um, mine would probably be Hellraiser 2, and if it wasn't horror, Back to the Future Part 2. But yeah, anyway. Also, I watched Intruder, absolutely loved it. Awesome, awesome kills. Uh, nice. the beginning when that guy gets yeeted in the soda cans was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, guys. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Tobias. Thanks, Tobias. Yeah, uh, glad you liked Intruder, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. That was definitely good. So he likes Back to Future 2 more than the first one, which is insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, both yeah. Yeah, the first it's one. great, though. but it's like the first one, I don't know. It's it's it, the best. It's fantastic. That's like the perfect movie. But it's got, you know, but I understand. Too. See, Back to the Future 2 is very exciting with those Nikes and the, and the Mr. Fusion, you know, and the Pepsi. It's very exciting. No, it's fun, but it's, it's dangerous. Very exciting to me. It's more, it's more popcorn. Uh, whereas, like the first one, is a popcorn movie, I guess. But uh, it's it's just a brilliant concept, and it's just it's a perfect movie. It's one of those few films that's just perfect. Yeah. Um. So, but that aside. Yeah, I mean, do we all agree to Chris agree? Yeah. We can agree to Chris agree. Absolutely. <laughs> wow polishing off that one um yeah. the, anyway oh, uh, oh oh really you're gonna say i'm polishing something off all yeah, the fucking not, old you're polishing off all this the knob, fucking, dude, right now all the <laughs> fucking turds that you wrap in in wrapping paper and and like bring out for the millionth time you did fucking pretty freaky yeah. man like already today yeah 
This podcast is not for the week of scrotum. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And it's feeling the very scrotums on the back of my knees. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so, do you want to? Uh, do you have a sequel that you prefer? I do. Yeah, so, I have. I prefer. Well, it was a sequel you prefer to the original. Yeah. Um, uh, I for I've got a couple that come to mind. One is Batman Returns. Uh, mm-hmm. I absolutely love Batman Returns. It's one of my top ten favorite movies. Uh, and I do like the first Batman, Tim Burton Batman, very much, but not yeah. nearly as much as, as Batman Returns. Um, and I'm also I love uh, The Exorcist three uh, even more than I love The Exorcist, and I do love The Exorcist. So I know you're all screaming. I can hear you out there already screaming at me. But uh, you know, but I love The Exorcist three. It's just a brilliant, brilliant concept, brilliant movie. Very uh, creepy. Very cool. So good. Um, I also. Uh, a lot of the Friday Thirteenths I like better than the original, even though the original is great. Um, you know, I you know I would I'm much more likely to put on Roy than I am to put on the first Friday Thirteenth. Um, Aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, those are just the ones that come right right to mind immediately. How about you, John Wayne? Well, I I do have to agree with Tobias on Hellraiser too. Um, I. I not like that i'm jesus <laughs> no 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 it's more fun visually i get it than, than part one like i love i love those movies but i i just like when hellraiser 2 is on it just starts and goes you know it's like help me i'm in hell like she's fucking we just go to hell like it's awesome i like it for that i like it that it starts right away don't give me that bullshit looking thing but anyway another one i thought of was critters 2 but because you get to see titties in it and that was very important for me as a kid Critters 2 is kind of like the first one on steroids. It's all amped up, and I think yeah. that's really, really fun. Um, yeah. yeah uh, other ones, uh, not really, not really sure. How about you, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah I, I have three that spring to mind. Um, I prefer Gremlins 2 to the first one. Really? Yep. Because it is just so wacky, madness, <laughs> super All right, well, we'll see you guys next ho- <laughs> week uh, with Vital Social Issues. <laughs> Right. If the first one had Hulk Hogan turning around in the movie theater and telling me to shut up, then yeah. then maybe. Um, but on another one that you might find less sacrilegious, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, Dream Warriors is like one of my favorite just horror movies. I fucking I think that the kills are amazing in it, and I like the whole wisecracking Freddy. Um, I like the first one a lot. I think it's a better legitimate horror film. But in terms of which ones I would much rather watch, yeah. Dream Warriors every single yeah, time. I, I mean, I can respect that because I mean, I I personally like the first one best, but I do respect that because, like you said, sometimes with sequels uh, or just a series, it's it's there's a difference between like being like, okay, the first one is clearly the best, but part three or part five or whatever is more fun to watch. You know, like you just you go back to it more often because it's like more repeat viewing entertainment value. Yeah, that marionette death is like oh, in my right. top three kills yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, and a movie that you may not even have heard of. Uh, have you heard of Gorgasm? Not the one you're going to think of. No, no, no. It's a sequel to The Cockface Killer. No. Okay. I, th- <laughs> I know the other Gorgasm. I always forget the guy's name. Hugh, whatever. The guy who did Gore Horror, of course. Yeah. And, and Gorotica. Uh, yeah. No, this, this is G-O-R-E-G-A-S-M. And it is like trauma mixed with hardcore porn almost mm-hmm. um and it is one of the most excessive ridiculous 
low budget comedy horror films I've I've ever seen. The killer is yeah, the cockface killer, and he's just got a mask uh, with a great big dildo sticking off his chin. <laughs> Um, Wait a minute! Who, who I need to see this. With yeah, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. It, forget the first one. Ignore the the original Cockface Killer. Watch Gorgasm. It's it's berserk. And the the the, the cop are oh, just everything about it. I could I could talk about it for ages. But yeah, I, I definitely prefer that. <laughs> Ignore the Cockface Killer. Yeah. Go straight for Gorgasm. I for one, I'm literally looking forward <laughs> to the Chocolate Man. Yeah, there's lots of great one-liners <laughs> on the show tonight. Ignore uh, speaking of one-liners, damn! When we get into our movie, holy shit! Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! Um, yes. Yeah. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, so we hope that answers your question, Tobias. I'm sure there are. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there who who like certain sequels. There's a lot of sequels that a lot of people clamor after. I I know. Um, uh, West Southern is probably screaming uh, aliens right now. Uh, you know, and aliens. Chopping all two. Sadly, that doesn't exist. Uh, but no, but no, a lot of people like aliens more than alien, uh, yeah. which which I don't personally. I, I love both of them, but alien is a horror movie. Aliens is an action movie. You know, remember so, when we, we agreed on that early? Yes. That was a sign of our love for each other. It's very true. Uh, that that and green that critters would stomp all the other little creature creatures. Yeah, that was another yeah. good day. We agreed. Yeah, yeah. My, and, and that was head. and that was it. Yeah, like everything else. <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I think an argument could be made for Terminator Two. Yes, that's another true, one. true, true. A lot of mm. people say Terminator Two. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about that either. I think I, I like them both equally. Uh, yeah, I, don't I could know. decide. Yeah, depends on my mood, which I wanted to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like Predator Two more than the first one, but Predator Two is, is awesome. Great. Predator yeah. Two is so rad. It, 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 it's it's I think uh, underrated. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. Um, nasty so yeah, the, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nasty. Yeah, very gory. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and you got Gary Busey, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that that's it for that. Uh, so, I guess that brings us to our our, our feature, doesn't it? Uh, I think it, so. Yes. I think it's time to just get into the summer of slashers. <laughs> Restrained myself that time. No dancing. Wow! <laughs> you can dance. You can dance. Everybody look at your pants. <laughs> no, I, I was happy that you danced. It's all right. I was merely a Simpsons quote uh, from the great Conan O'Brien, who uh, recently retired from late night. Yeah. Yes, rest in power, and then he passed them away immediately mm-hmm. after. So mm-hmm. we'll see him uh, on the other side. Rest in power, Conan. Summer of Slashers continues. Right up your alley, baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, out. Uh, and John Wayne, you had said that uh, you've been out on the road, as always, and you said that mm-hmm. people were enjoying the Summer of Slashers. They are. I um, I played uh, I played a gig in, uh, da- like, here, here in Houston last week when I went to New, mm-hmm. and I went to New Orleans after that. And so there were several of our people, Christy Whiskey being one of them, shouts out. Uh, Barb shouts out and L like and all the like there was uh, they were all into what we the summer of slashers and uh, watching the movies and 
um, very much enjoying it. And then I went to, and I was just in Phoenix just this past weekend. Um, I met a lot of uh, cool people that I, I told them, you know, I always tell people like, if you're in a podcast, this is what we do. And like this one, and I'm saying we're doing the summer slashers right now. And we have a you know, scare set and everyone's like, oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. But then I had people come back like on Saturday or on Sunday and say, oh, I looked at the website and I looked at those movies. So those movies look cool. OK, I'm going to go back and start watching this like one in particular. This dude, Jacob, shouts out to you, man. Uh, he was really rad. He came by <laughs> every day and hung out and we talked movies for a while. But he was like, yeah, he definitely checked them out and is like checking out the show so awesome very much appreciate appreciate it so summer of slashers is a hit dude that's great i'm really glad to hear it's that a grand and, slam and uh, all you listeners out there we appreciate you listening and i hope that you're enjoying it and that and it's great to hear that uh you know uh, like what what i really would like to do with this is i like to introduce people to you know horror fans to the slashers they may not have known you know like you'll notice we're not talking about jason and and freddie like well i mean we are but we're not doing <laughs> we, we literally just did that but i mean we're not we're not focusing on their movies we're you know with summers of summer slashers we're doing the more obscure titles um so that brings me into uh our movie this week and this yes. is, and I was very excited to get into this one. Um, this is a little movie called <laughs> Dr. Giggles. <laughs> very nice. Dr. From Giggles. Dr. Giggles from 1992. I'm going to read the quick synopsis of this. Uh, Larry Drake, uh, who many of you know from the Dark Band movies, he was also also known from uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow and many other things. Uh, Larry Drake plays the night-prowling surgical MD, as in manically deranged, who takes a vengeful whack or saw, scalpel, stomach pump, or whatever else he finds in his little black bag of medical malpractice at teens, cops, and other residents of a once pleasant town. From an old haunted house to a midway funhouse, from bedrooms to the OR, the doctor is in. Same. <laughs> it's, it says that. Yeah. And keeping pace with him is a start-to-finish spree of medical puns that make this romp a cut above. Dr. Giggles, he'll keep you in stitches. All right, so... Uh, yeah, this movie, as I mentioned, it comes to you, comes to us uh, in 1992. So this is long after like the the real slasher movie craze, uh, and at this point in time, uh, much like Jonathan, you had mentioned you like the wise cracking Freddy Krueger. Um, slashers at this point in the early '90s, they kind of had to do that. I think you know, like you had these movies like. Uh, you know, uh, where where the slashers had to have one-liners, almost like a Stallone or Schwarzenegger, uh, because of Freddy and like the standard that he set. Uh, no one wanted no one wanted a new slasher who just didn't say anything and wore a mask. You know, they wanted their slashers to be stand-up comics. So you had stuff like Shocker. Uh, or, or, you know, or brain scan, even though brain scan's not really a slasher, you have that character of the trickster who says goofy shit, you know, like they, like that was like, Smeal's manly, Smeal's manly. I don't know what Smeal's manly, you know, doing my best, you know, he's being oh. really rude. Yeah. Okay. I, I held uh, him as long so, as I could. 
yeah, not long enough. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, so uh, yeah, so I mean, would you guys, do you guys know what I'm talking about though? Like with the the slasher movies at that time? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Yeah, go ahead, um, that that was why I um, I enjoyed it so much for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've never I've never been a big Jason fan, never been a big Michael Myers fan. It was never quite nasty enough for me. Like the kills mm-hmm. weren't sick enough so if i was going to watch Friday that sort 13th? of movie it's got to be Friday 13th it's not, it's not maniac uh, well he, no, they, maniac is that's is, what i mean i like it, if, if, yeah but yeah it's a woman uh, just, on mean, a tree with a sleeping bag yeah awesome. i didn't mean to I, i'm sorry I, I really hate to interrupt someone particularly not at all a guest, and particularly a guest john wayne I'll inter- we interrupt each other all the time it's fine uh but yeah. i'm sorry but like you're saying the Friday Thirteenth deaths weren't nasty enough for you. They kind of invented the nasty death in slasher films. Yeah, maybe, but it, I mean, around the same sort of time that I was watching that, I was watching stuff like RoboCop, and right. I was watching stuff like Brain Dead, and I was getting towards like Lucio Fulci, like zombie films and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So when it was just a bunch of dumbass teenagers being cut up, like the the, the edits and stuff like that, just felt cheesy i wanted if it was going to be nasty i wanted gore or i wanted extreme or like dr giggles and freddy i wanted kind of weird and funny and quirky mm-hmm. unless it was going to be like severely fucking brutal so they yeah well the friday 13th movies uh, i mean with the exception of like the fulci stuff you mentioned like uh, it came before a lot of that stuff mm. a lot of you know the robocops and and brain dead and all that mm. um i mean we're talking like this movie like the first friday the 13th was filmed in the late 70s and i mean we had like people getting axes to the face and you see the axe in the face you know you have those great savini effects and everything yeah you know insane. uh yeah i mean like they're like both like Michael Myers, I can see what you're saying. Like he doesn't have the super gory graphic kills, uh, at least not in the original films. Um, he got more gruesome as it went on. I think starting with part two, he got a little more gruesome. But uh, but Friday Thirteenth, I'm sorry, I just had to stand up and and defend it. Uh, Re- recommend me a, a really brutal one because I've got I've got nothing against it. I was just talking about what part Disney five. Was. The new part begins. five, <laughs> Roy. No, no, we, we love <laughs> no. we love part five, but I don't think part five is particularly brutal. Um, the, I the, I think the first one and part four, um, you know, I, I think those are the ones that really come stand out to me as as the brutal ones, and of course those are the ones that are the Savini effects. Yeah, part, you know? part four for sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll check out part four. Well, she got Corey and. But I also I also wonder like when you saw these if you were seeing you know. Uh, Edited, edited uh, versions. Yeah. It's yeah. quite possible. It's yeah. quite possible. Like yeah. we are a culture over here of people pissing their pants at how like gruesome and scary and offensive and mind warping these things are. So like yeah. we've had all sorts of weird edits. Like um, there was a time when like action movies would get cut depending on if there was like bone crunching sounds being there and they would cut wow. out the sound effects and stuff like that. So yeah, th- this is, this is definitely true, but I've never really watched horror movies in, in, in any particular order. Basically when I was a kid, I would watch the horror movies that I was able to secretly record on the VHS right. player. Yep. Cause like, cause yep. over here you can't legally like, um, get a, a certificate 18 or certificate 15 movie, which you guys don't have unless you are that age. So yeah. when I was like 12 and 13 and stuff and discovering horror, like 
anything that I could find on TV, that would be that I recorded. You yeah. Know, so uh, well, it, it is similar. It is similar here where, you know, like if you're, you know, a kid or at least like when I don't know how it is now, but like when John Wayne and I were growing up, you know, like if you were 12 and you went into the video store and tried to rent Frankenhooker, they would tell you, mm. fuck off, you know, but depending you on who was working. Depending well, on who yeah, was but working. I mean, yeah. yeah, but I mean, we did a whole show on censorship and like parental advisory and like, you know, the, how, how the government and how regulations try mm. to stop us from getting certain material. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm, and actually, yeah, how old are you, Jonathan? I'm 38. No. Oh. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you are a little, a little bit younger. Yeah, uh, than we are because John Wayne and I are both in our fifties now. Fifteen hundreds. Uh, no. <laughs> no, not, not quite, but we're getting there. Um, particularly John Wayne, he's really old. But yeah, uh, fucking, I'm, I hope I hope it comes to an end, like so, crashing to an just, end very soon. Just, you're so yeah, tired. This show will just life. <laughs> just just life. life. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you're very I, tired. I said the first heart attack's got to kill me because I'm not coming back. I don't want to come back after that. So. Who does? Well, shit's yeah. got heavy. Christ. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we talk about this all the time. Well, uh, uh, I know we're getting to our movie, but I did want to ask uh, Jonathan, uh, you had called into the show uh, to talk about uh, when John Wayne and I did uh, a whole episode or two episodes on um, censorship in right. film. Thank you. Uh, on censorship in film. And uh, you being someone from the UK uh, and having experienced a different form of censorship, video nasties and whatnot, um, you had you called in, uh, but we didn't play play this the uh, the call because we just thought we'd talk to you about it on the show when we had you, because um, you had a couple of movies you wanted to mention. For sure, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm such a nerd that the whole like censorship censorship issue here in the UK is like a big pet subject to me. I'm so interested in in how the government and their little offset you know, organizations like to tell us what we can and can't see. Cause I don't know if you're aware of this, but we still get movies cut and banned like now. I yeah. don't think you get that in the States, but stuff well, like, do you? It, well, no, we yeah. do, but not as much as we used to, but no, they'll, they'll still be, you know, R rated versions of certain films. You know, like I remember even when uh, Requiem for a Dream came out here. And I mean, that, I mean, it's got them, that, that's old now. That's 20 years yeah, ago. But, that's, wow. Yeah, but, More uh, than that, right? Yeah, like 21 years. I think it was the year 2000 came out. Um, but I remember when that came out, and there, I mean, it was, you tell it was a long time ago because video stores were still around, but you would go yeah. to the video store and they just had the R rated version uh, rather than the uncut version. But you do still see that, but. Uh, it's not as prevalent as it once was. Maybe it's more so there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like grotesque uh, murder set pieces, the Bunny Game, there are semi-recent films like in the last ten years. They're all still just banned here. Um, yeah. yeah, you you can you. The stupid thing is, you can buy them legally if you get them online, but they they've been refused certificates, so they can't be released through mainstream stores yeah. stuff like a serbian film um human centipede 2 they've all got cuts like a yeah. serbian film has got four and a half minutes just excised all right that yeah. one was hard to find here in in the states for a very oh, long really? time until unearthed films finally came out with it but i'm actually not sure where unearthed film is located uh but yeah even the like the serbian film that we had here uh it said unrated on on the dvd box but that doesn't mean uncut uh, and I know because I had an uncut one that was pirated that I got from someone uh, only be, and I only get that because I 
I if because I wasn't able to buy it. If I'm able to buy something uncut, I will absolutely buy it. You know, mm-hmm. but I need to see these things uncut. Uh, and so having seen that, like I hear people say a lot of times, like, oh, the baby scene, it's not that bad. I'm like, well, you clearly didn't see the uncut uh, version because it is I mean, that I bad. Don't, uh, do you think so? Because I think that the choking on the dick scene is way, way worse. That's really bad, too. Yeah. And, but, oh, my God, the kid? But, yeah. At the end with yeah, the it's bru- it's brutal. shit and yeah. blood flying over Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. it's terrible. But but the what I the reason I bring up the baby scene is the baby scene is the scene that was cut the most. Oh uh, really? Yes, yes. And so sometimes people will be like, ah, the baby scene it wasn't that bad. And I'm like, well, you haven't seen the uncut version mm-hmm. if you say that because you actually see the like the baby coming out of the woman's vagina up close and everything. Yeah. It's very, it's very awful. But the but the actual. Newborn porn bit. It's still. It's not. It's not that graphic as no, some of the other see, sections. You don't see a penis involved in anything no. like that. No, no, no. Yeah, but, but yeah, there's that movie uh, is just a, a Trevor Trev treasure trove of of depravity. Absolutely. Well, yeah. uh, one uh, one of the things that I wonder. Oh, I'm such a nerd. Like um, in the cut. No, you're, you you're, in the cut <laughs> you're in good company. You're in good company for nerds. Have you seen the cut version? Um, over there because over here one of the things that was cut was um there's a sequence when um milos that's the actor isn't it yes it's getting yeah. a it's getting a blowjob milo milo, milo, milo yeah it's um, like, yeah. getting a blowjob and there's um little flashes of just a girl eating a lollipop yes mm-hmm. that shit's cut from yeah. from from the version over here because of that's how suggestive it, yeah, because of oh, how wow. suggestive it is. How, yeah, the context of yeah. what he's experiencing and the the like preteen really? girl, however, yeah, right, right. as much well, Puritans the... over there or what? Yeah, What's totally. Happening? Like, the, it, yeah, like no, when I grew up, so much shit was banned. Like, yeah. you could like like the video nasty phrase, I believe, comes from a list of seventy two movies yep. that was banned over here mm-hmm. um, as a result of uh, there being like a loophole where movies would be refused certificates in the cinema so they wouldn't be released but once the videos started to become popular the bbfc which is the the classification board didn't rate movies that came out on video so all of a sudden i spit on your grave cannibal holocaust last house on the left all of this shit just came through like this gruesome pooey bloody cummy (laughs) tidal wave (laughs) i really like that uh, yeah um (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and weirdly, there's so many like weird little backstories um, to it there because are, yeah. one of, one Rage of the things movie. they claim, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. but the reason apparently uh, that the whole video nasty thing came about here, uh, one of the stories goes, there was a woman called Mary Whitehouse who was like the absolute Puritan twat super christian didn't think that anyone should be allowed to watch any of this stuff because it would corrupt everyone's young minds and someone sent her cannibal holocaust who was from the uh, the releasing company whatever they're called the the distribution company right with like a faux shocked letter saying look at this horrible filth trying to get some cheap like promotions um (laughs) but then it resulted in her lobbying so hard that it brought in the the 1984 video act which then banned all this shit so it sort of backfired but at the same time sort of made it much more appealing but then these movies weren't released until i was like 20 or something yeah so it was only around the year 2000 when this shit became available and even then it was cut versions and you still can't get the uncut i spit in your grave 
There's still movies like Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, like one of my favorites. You'll never see that on the shelves no. here. It's all banned. No. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, yeah. Does uh, it they're, now... They're... Oh, I'm sorry. Does it stream there? Oh, yeah. It... I've, I've... Okay, because the Ilsa... Yeah, can you stream it? Because Ilsa, like, Not the, those movies are on, uh, like, Shout Factory a lot of times and Tubi and stuff. Yeah, so they, they're not streaming different. to you. You can't, I know, get I know. you can't get it over there. Yeah, yeah no, that's what I wanted. I was curious. Like, so that's so it's like totally not like you have no. OK. And yeah. then we, we talked about video like nasties. Just shouts out to CV Hunt, Carrie. She's collected all of all of them. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I went through a phase of just watching as many of them as I could, but I, I kind of realized I don't like most of them. There are some absolute gems, but Terri- there is yeah. some. There's a lot of shit. terrible crap. Yeah, and 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 as uh, CV Hunt mentioned when she was on the show, and this is definitely true. A lot of them, you wonder like, wh- what was the problem? You know, like Foxy you- Brown. Yeah, Foxy <laughs> Brown for Christ's sake. Yeah. yeah, like what? What? Yeah, the Boogeyman. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Which is a very slow, dull movie. It's like you wonder yeah. why they did that. But I mean, yeah. you know, but then you get something like Cannibal Holocaust or Island of Death, uh, and then you're like, okay, I could see why they went nuts. But, you know, House sometimes. House on the Edge of the Park. House on the Edge of the Park, yeah. Sometimes these movies, though, <laughs> you, uh, uh, like universally, they're banned for a long time. Like Island of Death, including here, you couldn't get the uncut version until 2003, I think it was. Oh, really? uh, yeah, so sometimes this is, I mean, you, you, we're definitely more liberal over here when it comes to that kind of censorship, but it's it's funny, like sometimes when a movie gets on a banned list, like from back in the day when, when things were more strict, it just stays on there for fucking eternity yeah because it has to be resubmitted doesn't it and unless someone's willing to pay like over here you have to pay a certain amount of money to submit a movie to get classified and then if it, if it's refused then you've just wasted a shit ton of money on trying to get it yeah a certificate it's something you might like in terms it's not um horror but in terms of like porn over here you couldn't legally see porn like actual penetrative sex until the the year 2000 2001 holy shit yeah so we i know so we've got um certificates that are like universal pg 12 15 and 18 but we've also got restricted 18 and that can only be um like uh, bought from like licensed sex shops so that's actual porn Mm -hmm. but before it became legal there was still a restricted 18 certificate okay and a friend of mine uh, lived in a hotel and one of his guests left a restricted 18 video before proper porn was legal over here. And he was like, you got to come see this. We all like got drunk and sat around watching <laughs> this video. And right. the most explicit thing in this restricted 18 video was a dude bouncing his wiener on a woman's chin. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, that was dude, as I'm, graphic as it got. Dude, I'm at half mass just as saying bouncing a wiener, dude. Um, but at the same time, you can access porn online. Well, not, not really at the time, because that was back in like 2000. Well, okay, at, the, it wasn't at the time, really, at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not so much, so, but yeah. Is it legal for me to send you a big box of porn? Yes. It'll cost you a shit ton, though. And I can probably access a lot more 
within 10 no, seconds I'm, on Pornhub. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm just saying, like, if I sent you, like, is that that's okay? Like, it's not contraband? Like, all yeah, I, mean, I wonder. I send Back in the you, day, I wonder. Like, Blu-rays yeah. of, like, videos that are movies that are unedited. Yeah, there's still some porn that's not legal over here. Huh? There's still some porn that's not legal over here. Like uh, yeah, the most but, common things that are cut now by by our like British step board. porn because that's that's all we have right now. Anything Whatever. that references uh, incest, anything that references underage. Oh, you're stuff. missing out so much. If you have Fisting. no incest porn, nope. Pissing. Oh, none of that stuff. No, nothing that's considered remotely pissing. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, but that means you can't get squirting, which isn't even p. Well, that's the whole. Maybe it is. Another, you know, that's, that's, a whole other episode. That's and a we'll whole have other you episode. back. We yes. will have Jonathan Butcher back for the squirting episode. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee that's a, that's a debate. That's a debate. Yeah. That's uh, a, am I lowering the summer of squirting? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god. All right. Well, um, no, that that stuff is fascinating. It really is. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, but I, speaking of cuts, um, the movie we're talking about, Doctor Giggles, uh, also was cut. Uh, it, yeah, uh, there, there's, I wish there was a way to, to find the, the footage, but, uh, gore footage was cut from the movie in order no. for it. Yeah. In order for it to, to make the MPAA rating for, for an R rating. And then even that version that came out here in the States was again cut, uh, in Germany when it was released in the German release, there's the scene. Uh, I mean, I know I'm getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but there's the scene where, the do- uh, Dr. Googles has the guy's severed arms, uh, you know, and uh, that scene was cut f- uh, from the, the German edition because uh, they didn't want to show him with like these severed arms. Like you still get the arms like on the nurse, but like you don't see the scene where he holds them they up. They look really this. shit as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no context for that. Like, <laughs> well, well, okay. I think we should get into the movie now. Okay. Uh, I, I, I described it. It's basically, I, it's a killer doctor, people. I mean, uh, that, that's all you really need to know. Um, uh, so, uh, like, I, I kind of asked you, Jonathan, and then we went off on a tangent, uh, what you, how you felt about Dr. Giggles, but you, you said that you enjoyed it. I, I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's got a real warm sense of nostalgia for me um, from, yeah, back when I was discovering horror, but I think it still stands up now. I think for what it is, it it's a really, really good movie. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. I just wish that it was gorier. And now you've said that there was a gorier version. I'm like, fuck, this could have been a yeah classic. Yeah. All right, John Wayne, how do you feel about Dr. Giggles? I uh, also really this is the first time I've seen it and I I loved it. I thought it was badass. Uh, just I was going to say, like, just a, a, the reading the back of the DVD that you did or the Blu-ray, like just just that is like perfect examples of why I love this movie, mm-hmm. like some yeah. prime examples, the puns, the one liners. Uh, I do like the the funny Freddy as well. Um but I also love part two. I think that he's scary as shit in part two, but um, that's a different episode as well. But uh, yeah, I was, I, I was in, I was like, this movie's badass. And I watched it with uh Boney, my dog, and he, he's watched every slasher with me so far. And he's, nice. he agreed that this one was pretty, he was like, I think I like this one too. So nice. <clears throat> he was into it. It's got the bony seal of approval people. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, I uh, I hadn't seen Doctor Giggles in a long time, um, and the the reason for that is I was trying to find it for a while, and it was out of print. And so the, every time I would find it somewhere, it, like you know, online, it would be like twenty five, thirty dollars, and I was like, "Fuck that," you know. Yeah. Uh, and so it was just something that, I, but I finally was able to find it recently for a decent price, um, and I and I had seen the movie a couple of times already, but it was a long time ago, uh, but I remembered liking it. I remember thinking it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think I liked it even more this time watching it. Uh, now that it's been a while, kind of like, uh, Jonathan, you said like the nostalgia, I think it, it hit me on top of the fact, you know, whereas like the first time I watched it, it was still somewhat new. Um, you know, I mean, not, of course, the first time I watched it, I watched the theater it was definitely new, but you know, it wasn't as old the last times I had seen it. So I think I enjoyed it even more. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, so Larry Drake, uh, the great Larry Drake, who, you know, we know from tales from the crypt and dark man and other stuff. Uh, this is, uh, this is a top bill, uh, for him in this movie. And I read that there were some other people that were considered for the role. Um, and the one that stuck out to me was Ted Danson. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Wow. Right. (laughs) Like, I'm really glad that Larry Drake ended up landing it, though, because uh, this movie would not be the same without him. He nails it. He is so good in it. Yeah, he's so good. Um, uh, An underrated actor overall. Uh, He's just he's able to be menacing and funny at the same time uh, as he is in Darkman. Uh, you know, where he's the villain, he's cutting off people's fingers with a fucking cigar snipper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he, he's genuinely awesome in, in this. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think that the way that he laughs, um, mm-hmm. and it, it starts off as just a giggle, but as it goes on, you hear different versions of that giggle. Mm-hmm. And there are times when he's like panicked, but he's still laughing. There are times yep. when he's, he's actually sad, but he's still laughing yep. to pull that off. That's, you know, I know it's a silly movie, but I think he smashes it. I think he really does. No, yeah. Awesome performance. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking like what the audition process was for like how many different, like, laughs that people tried when they were like all right so he's a doctor he kills people you know all right make he's a giggle dr giggle well how are you gonna giggle and i i wondered like how many different like (laughs) like how many different things people did before he came in and was like just like nailed it with that (laughs) like you know I would love to uh, see I bet, those I types, bet there's yeah. so many different laughs that people yeah. tried for this movie um but yeah he, he's yeah, very no, he's it, great because yeah. like he does have these these different uh types of laughs as jonathan said but they are these kind of like <laughs> like these kind of like closed mouth kind of laughs uh, you know, because like, you know, if he had been like very boisterous, it would be too much like the Joker or something, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little more unique. So, you know, so Dr. Cackles then. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Cackles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's he's our our titular character. He's, he's kind of our main character. But then we have, of course, the final girl, as every slasher film has. Uh, and that's the character of Jennifer. Uh, who's actually her full name is Jennifer Campbell, which I thought was kind of funny because she very much feels like a, a Nev Campbell 
uh, light or something, you know, like, so like the oh, I can see that. Like her a bit too. Yeah, yeah. She does. She does. Uh, I can see that. Some of the people that also auditioned for this role were Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. uh, who, of course, went on to be in Leprechaun, um, and then uh, uh, Ashley and Judd. Nothing else. Nothing else. That, not nothing that I've seen. Uh, oh. But Ashley Ashley Judd also. Uh, 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 audition for the role of Jennifer Campbell. Uh, another noteworthy worthy, uh, character is um, uh, the character of Max, which is played by the late Glenn Quinn, uh, who was best known as Mark from Roseanne. Uh, so he's in it as well. And then um, I forget, I, I, I don't think I have the actor's name, but Officer Joe is another uh, big character. Uh, he's the younger cop, the, the African-American uh, and he was also a, a sitcom star. He was Drew Carey's neighbor on the Drew Carey show. And I, I don't have his name. Oh, hell yeah, dude. But yeah, he was on I that. I remember that. Oh, that's awesome. Now, yeah, now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Him and uh, Dr. Giggles are the only characters I like in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He, <laughs> yeah, everybody else is pretty atrocious actually they're you know. whiny bastards all of them. <laughs> they're liars they're... my heart oh no i drink <laughs> yeah they are pretty bitches oh my yeah. girlfriend's having one bad day and you know she's got this minor health problem i'm just gonna go and fuck someone well then to oh, die I mean, you don't deserve yeah. to be the final boy yeah i don't know why he got to <laughs> let's play. not let's not judge him too harshly i mean you saw the way that she sucked the end of that saxophone right <laughs> i mean she really <laughs> She really laid it down. Like you that know. is that is one other person that I recognized in the film, and I was very excited because I'd forgotten that she was in it. Uh, Zoe Trilling plays um, not the girl with the saxophone, but her friend. friend. Um, yeah, her her friend Normie, who's kind of like you know like make sure that Jennifer sees what's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and Zoe Trilling, of course, was in uh, Night of the Demons Two, which is. One of those movies that I love more than the first one, actually. Like, revenge. Tobias. Yeah. I, I love that movie uh, more than the first one. Uh, and yeah, she's the, the bad girl in that, you know, who has her, her boobs turn into hands. Hands. You know? Oh, God. Yeah, and she, she has those wonderful boobs. Um, uh, I want she was that also on my in, tombstone. Uh, boobs that turn to hands. I thought you would want John, John Wayne Kaminali. He had wonderful boobs. I thought that's what you were alluding to. But all right. I, I mean, that could be that could be on the back. Okay, <laughs> but she was also in uh, Night Terrors, uh, you know the uh, the Toby Hooper. Um, so she she was in a couple of horror movies, and then she kind of vanished into obscurity. Um, okay, so yeah, this movie uh, it starts out uh, and it kind of tricks you. Uh, and uh, well, let me say this first. Um, let's let me talk about the trailer for this movie because I very distinctly remember seeing this trailer when I went to see something else, uh, some horror movie I went to see, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in the 90s, um, 14, 15. I'm super into Carcass, the death metal band. Um, and I see this this trailer for this movie, Dr. Giggles. And the trailer, it's one of those trailers that you don't really see this much even then, let alone now. But it was a thing that happens sometimes where they shoot us a whole scene just to set up a trailer that's not included in the film at all. Yeah. Like if you watch the trailer for Dr. Giggles, it's not like the whole opening of that trailer. The first minute is nothing that's in the film. It's doc. It's him like, you know, pass me the scalpel, pass me this and that, like as if he's like a doctor in an actual operating room, you know? And, um, he, uh, 
like he's you know he says all these things he's like oh i need to push aside the intestines and he keeps going like hand me this hand me that and all of the tools are like super macabre and demented as in like you know dead ringers cronenberg's like weird you know like that kind of tool which you do end up seeing in the film uh and I remember seeing that and it was like, because I was so into carcass, I was like, oh, awesome. This is like a surgery doctor, like, you know, ripping people apart, you know, because carcass was always heavy on the surgical side yeah. of mutilation, you know. Uh, so I very distinctly remember that. Um, do you guys remember seeing the trailer or, uh, well, I mean, John Wayne, you'd never even heard of this before, right? I've heard of it. I just haven't seen it, but carcass has a new record out. Check it out. Yes, they do. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Jeez. well, it's like okay. a, it's like an EP, I think. Yeah, it's just okay. a few well, songs, cool. but it's new. Shit. Know that. Uh, no, this no, is one I, of those I didn't late even night... watch the sorry. trailer. I, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't watch the trailer. Um, yeah. I just wanted to go straight into it. I thought actually, I thought he was a dentist. To be quite honest with you, well, that's well, uh, there's parallels, isn't there? There is. Well, yeah, I was going to bring up the dentist later. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought that like like I just thought Doctor Giggles. And the giggle, like laughing gas or whatever. I just thought he was a dentist, but then. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I can see yeah. how you make that correlation. Yeah. Turned out uh, he was a murderer. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. Who'd well, it done? starts yeah. off. It's the movie starts off, uh, and I think this whole opening is more um, more grabbing than anything else that happens afterwards. Really, like uh, it starts off, and he's doing an operation, and you see the guy on the operating table is like clothed like yeah. and so you're kind of like what the fuck why is he that in a hospital gown whatever uh and and come to figure out that it's actually taking place in a mental asylum where um where dr giggles has escaped and he's performing on a doctor and all the people observing the operation are other mental patients and it's kind of this like super offensive stereotype of asylum <laughs> Uh, but yeah. you know it's typical horror movies at the time and everything, and horror movies in general. I have a question about it actually. Um, okay, what's the question? Um, do, in America, do you have a really offensive phrase for people with a mental handicap? Um, window liquor? No, we don't have that phrase. <laughs> that yeah, is, because the, well, there's a, a there's a very specific shot of a woman who who is supposed to be one of the patients who is licking a window. And as you say, it's it's definitely a stereotypical offensive scene. And I wondered if that was like yet another level of how, <laughs> how offensive right, that right. opening really is. Yeah, isn't that well, I mean, maybe that's where it comes that's, from. Isn't that an Apex what? Twin song? Window yes, liquor? it is, and that that's what it means. A um, person yeah. with a mental They're handicap. Person with a mental interesting. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah it's a very it's a very uh, uh, like typical horror movie asylum where everyone like mm. all the all the the patients are all just like, ah, I'm just like laughing yeah. Joker style, you know? Um, but this is where we get that great scene though, uh, where um, he, uh, he like Dr. Giggle sneaks up on the nurse and she doesn't realize it's him. And like the doctor's hands are like on her feeling her up. She's like, Oh doctor, whatever. And yeah. she turns around and he's got the severed arms of the doctor. Uh, and that's, that's one of the scenes that was cut, as I mentioned, from the German film, uh, German version of it. Uh, and that's just like a really fun, funny scene. And also they include the Wilhelm scream in that riot, um, which, of course, is like this this scream that's just used in Hollywood uh, uh, all the time. It's like this mm -hmm. sound bite sound effect that's used all the time. And you hear it in that scene as well. So, uh, 
any comments on that scene or that whole opening you guys it's it's a great opening as you say it's it's a stereotypical um horror mental asylum but it's certainly a less unpleasant one than like the hellraiser 2 kind of yes. one it's it's very cheesy over the top and i think it sets the tone for the rest of the movie it um, does. as you know it it's kind of gross but it's like it's fun it's it's mm-hmm. it's yeah exaggerated and and crazy and like uh, pretty much everything that he says after that and until the climax is just a pun and i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure i can't remember the puns that he does but i'm pretty sure he does some kind of pun when he's reaching over with the hands of the doctor and yeah i think yeah, it's a great opening does, yeah i forget what it was but he does say something to her um i don't know need a hand or some bullshit i don't know something like that uh he should have uh, i think he says he should have kept his hands to himself or something like that yes that's what like, it was that's, that's what it. i think that's what it was. yeah 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 um, no, it's, it's a, it, it, I think you're absolutely right that it sets the tone because this movie, um, oddly enough, this is a movie that pops up all the time on lists of unintentionally funny horror films. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is unintentionally funny. It's, yeah. yeah, it's totally intentional. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, they totally intend to be funny. This is like borderline naked gun funny, uh, like. I had forgotten how funny this movie was. Yeah, I forgot and, how many puns and stuff. There yeah, are yeah. everything. Oh, and, and even beyond the puns, it's just like uh, there's a lot of funny stuff in it. Where like I laughed out loud many times while watching this, um, and I wasn't even that drunk. You know, I just was just laughing at how funny it was. Um, and so, like, yeah. So basically, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say if I if I can comment like on the opening sure. because before the opening that like the the we're talking about where he's operating there's a credit credit sequence that's like an animated thing that's going through the veins and and uh nick p and i were actually talking about that because there's a, a guy that's known uh for a lot of those different sequences and i didn't have, i don't didn't have time to look up who that was or whatever but it was like that like that's that's a there's not too many movies where the credit sequence is like an animated thing that then bleeds into there's certain ones like the 007 movies have that right. you know stuff like that but it this one is seamless and yeah. he basically is like yeah like you said it, it comes out and it's so jarring this guy's like in clothes and he's like talking all like a doctor and just cuts his heart open and lets him bleed to death mm-hmm. and uh it's very cool um yeah you're kind of thrust into and also i really like the guy at the beginning they're like Oh, so and so has escaped, and he's like, "Oh, Doctor Giggles," and they're like, "What? Oh, that's just what we call him." <laughs> no like, one knows his name. So yeah. funny. Yeah, and, and it's funny too because later, like everyone knows his name. You know, like yeah. everyone knows who he is. But I like we don't know really how far away he is in this hospital. You know, uh, so, can I just add, add add to what John Wayne just said? Because I think that's a really good point about the the, the credits. Like what I love about this film, um, it, I've got to frame it by saying it, it is what it is because you can't say it's like this. It's, it's a masterpiece. But like there's been no expense in terms of creativity spared in this film. It's like mm-hmm. everything from start to finish is intentional. Like there's some awesome set pieces like the yes. the mirror maze like for for, for a movie oh, that, that, that is cool. essentially yeah j- just like a silly slasher like there's been so much effort and thought that that's that's gone into it like right from that opening credit sequence i think yeah. it's yeah it's great yeah including a lot of like you know bizarre uh uh 
pieces that they built just f- like for a, a, a weird gag, you know, like this yeah. the shot from inside the woman's mouth. You know, <laughs> oh, like, that was they, so cool. <laughs> where they like they built a whole mouth and put the camera inside of it and like he has this like you know, tongue depressor that had to be oversized so, to like make yeah. it look that way. Uh, yeah, that was that was so badass. God yeah, damn, I love that. Great. And I think the the budget for this movie was under nine million. It was like eight point six million dollars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. It, I mean, it was a major motion picture. It did come out through Universal, I think. Um, and it, but it wasn't a huge budget. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the other thing about this is that it was. Uh, it was like a um, allegiance between the production company and uh, Dark Horse Comics, where they like bought, where they bought the properties to a lot of Dark Horse Comics characters. And this was the first one that they did, but Dr. Giggles wasn't already a comic book character. But what they did is they did a novelization of Dr. Giggles as comic books. It was a two comic book series. That's a novelization, a, a comic book novelization of the film. And it's a really? two. But then they never did any more. Dr. Giggles, like. Have you read it? No, no, I haven't, but oh, okay. it, it exists and, and you can get it. Um, and uh, but they never it's did from, it. It's from that. Dark Horse, you said, yes, Dark Horse yes. put it out. I wonder if it's yes. on comic comicsology, probably to read. Uh, well, I've, I've been well, even no, you can. I, I looked yeah. it up today and you can you can buy them physically and they're not expensive because Dr. Giggles isn't, uh, you know, a very mem- remembered or revered, uh, you know, movie like you know old freddy comics are worth a lot but no mm-hmm. one seems to care about the dr giggles so i might have to get them um yeah we're all gonna go and get them um but but like i guess they intended to continue it but then the movie didn't make that much money it wasn't uh wasn't regarded super well or anything uh so like nothing ended up happening with it <clears throat> there are sequels to this movie no uh, there are no sequels. I thought no. There were. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you would, you would think there would be. Like it definitely was. Like it's it kind of like Shocker, where it's like it's very much setting up for to be a franchise, but then it well, wasn't because it just yeah, didn't do well. Because spoiler alert: the good guys win, and he just actually dies, and he's not yeah. a supernatural and, character. But he could be. like you know, yeah, 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 yeah. He absolutely could he be. Could come but, back. Yeah. but I'm okay with that actually. I thought there were sequels, and I was gonna watch them after the record of this because I was like, well, I'm sure there's sequels. I'll watch the rest of them before I go sleep. No, but that's all right. I, I'm, that's fine. I'm fine with that actually. It's not all right. I, I like the way it ends. <laughs> I'm with I you, like... Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all right. I want more. Maybe we should pitch uh, another Doctor Giggles. All right. So uh, yeah, we got it. We. Get to meet, you know, uh, Mr. Giggles and uh, Dr. Mr. Giggles. He didn't yeah. go to school. He's a medical doctor. Giggles College should be called. Well, the, 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 reason, the reason I said that is because originally that's what the script was. It was Mr. Giggles. It wasn't Dr. Giggles. And the oh, guy who wrote. That. Yeah, the guy who wrote this, the original script, um, he uh, like he said that the like the only things that had stuck from his original script was the the, the surgical stuff like like that the, it was, was a surgical horror movie but he was originally mr giggles um so that's why I, I said that but thank you for yelling at me anyway um <laughs> hey, <we both laughs> did, okay. no i know i know <laughs> no, it's funny so anyway we meet we meet our uh our you know group of 90s teens and they're so, so nice <laughs> right right thank you that corny white guy the first shot that you see of oh, him like a God, low rent dude. 
Bill or Ted. Yes. His, with his glasses <laughs> down his nose and his wacky hair. And yep. <laughs> it's like That's they, exactly right. They just drove off of like uh, their extras on the set of Clueless and they drove over. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. This off like. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. The people who like they didn't quite make it onto Saved by the Bell, but there yeah. they are. And of course, they even they even have like the the token black couple, you know, like the the black guy and the black girl, yeah. you know. And it still uh, very much follows '90s, '80s, and '90s slasher rules, so you know, oh, guess who's gonna die first? Yes, yeah, and it, <laughs> but, yeah, it absolutely, and that happens, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another interesting thing to note, I noted at least, is like they're all when they're when they all pull up and get out of their jeep, uh, because that's what you do. They're drinking cans of Old English. 800 that's what they're drinking and what is i that? it's malt liquor you typically drink like in a 40 ounce bottle like you know like ice cube and and you know snoop dog and shit but you can get it in cans and i was like that's what the fuck are they drinking old english for yeah. like i like there's a pizza place that was in austin called heavy metal pizza or death metal pizza where they just would blast death metal and you'd sit at the walk-up counter chris awesome. i told you about it and that you couldn't amazing. talk you couldn't talk to anybody or anything and you just ate your pizza and they had cans of old English or some other malt liquor. And that's the only other time I've seen cans of old English. Yeah. It's not something you see in a can a lot. Yeah. I mean, if they were really sticking to the nineties, they would all have been drinking Zima, you know, <laughs> with Jolly Ranchers dropped in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah. Right. Uh, and so yeah, we we have the teens, and then they like they go like party down at Makeout Creek or whatever, and then the cops show up, ruining their fun for no reason, just because uh, you know a cab. You know, yeah, like, I was confused. Dark. I was like, what? Why are they? Why are they doing this? Because because um, they're cops, and the cops are awful. They just live to ruin fun. And I could say, as someone who was a teen in the nineties, this is what cops did. Absolutely, they would yeah. come and they would just break up parties and stuff. They just like they hated us for our youth or something. Uh, so yeah, I actually wrote down in my notes, cops ruining fun for no reason. That really takes me back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. And the one cop is like the older veteran who remembers, uh, Dr. Giggles, father, um, uh, Dr. Evan Rendell. Um, and yeah, he, uh, his he, backstory scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that cop remembers it, and then there's the younger cop, the the black guy, Joe. Um, I'm sorry, I have both of their names written down here somewhere. It's Officer Joe and Officer Hank. Hank is the older gentleman, um, and so they, uh, you know, they they like Hank knows the story and everything. Um, so anyway, Doctor Giggles, he ends up going back to his house in this town, wherever it is, and this house is like perfect. It's like super creepy, boarded up Myers house. Uh, they actually built that house just for the movie. Um, really? Because, yeah, because they were like, "It's just we'll just build this cheap looking, this cheap house. It doesn't have to look good because they're you know because it's all beat up." Uh, Is because it on a have, lot? No, it, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, it was on it was on a lot, but it's not anymore because they blow it up. You know, like no, that I mean, was, it's on a theater. Is it on the? Uh... Well, they they put I'm no. Sorry, they, right. It was in the woods. It was in like okay, an okay, actual yeah. wooded area. Uh, but they built it, and they were like, "Well, we got to blow it up, so it's just cheaper to to build it and just put it in the middle of nowhere." You know. Uh, but anyway, this serves as the house of the Rendell family, Doctor Giggles's family, uh, and then we start to see flashbacks at this point of uh, of the family, uh, and basically, uh, Doctor Giggles's father was a physician, 
and his wife got sick and had a heart problem that and and uh, basically drove him mad that she uh, you know had this sickness and eventually died and he started uh, killing people and trying to steal their hearts to try to match it up. But it's a great um, flashback scene because yeah. um, you've you've already seen <clears throat> Doctor Giggles giggling up mm-hmm. until this point and 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 up until then it just seems like a gimmick, but. That I actually think is kind of almost like a genuinely a bit chilling scene, yeah, a little bit, yeah, because yeah. they're like mourning the death of this kid's mom, and he's like a cute kid. He's like what eight, a seven? Yeah, I've done yeah, rubbish yeah. it to him. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, they all start giggling and shit. Yeah, and of crying. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I like love that. Yeah, like the father like has some kind of mental break, and like he just starts giggling instead of crying, and then the son kind of joins along with him. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is kind of a, a genuinely creepy scene in a movie that's mostly silly horror. Mm. It works like, really well. It does. It, it does. It, absolutely, which is why it's I liked it so much. Is like it could go to that, and then st- it still knows what it is, you know. Oh, totally, um, and so. it doesn't shy away from it. Like this is very much along the lines of say, like Evil Dead Two or or uh, Texas Chainsaw Two, where it's it's horror comedy. Mm-hmm. It really is horror comedy, because um, yeah. uh, I legit laughed a lot oh yeah you cannot it. dude yeah, it's really deaths are hilarious i yeah yeah and some of the stuff like some of the random stuff that happens like there's the scene where you know like the generic bill and ted guy is uh trying to is like about to sleep with the like this was so funny he's he's going to sleep with this girl and he's like he pulls out this lingerie and he's like yeah i stole i stole this lingerie from my parents it's my mom's lingerie put it on it'll be awesome it's like the whole, like, that's the most disgusting yeah, thing ever. Yeah, I was like, yeah, put on my mom's lingerie. That's it's, fucked up. <laughs> it's so disgusting. And then she's like, well, if I'm going to dress up, so are you. You got to put on this condom. He goes to the oh. bathroom to put the condom on. And then like he fucks up and he drops it in the toilet. And he's fishing it out with her toothbrush, which is just like. Just <laughs> and when he pulls hilarious. it out, it's already leaking. And, well. and, and, <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. Who goes to the bathroom to put their condom? Uh, to, to yeah, pretend, yeah. Who goes to the bathroom to pretend to put their condom on <laughs> and to put it on? <laughs> she well, no, right there. No. well, no, he was really he was legit going to put it on, but then it got fucked up, and he's like, "Well, she, maybe she won't notice." So he wasn't even pretending; he was legit going to do it. So yeah, who does that? Like, no, you put it on when you're about to, like, you know, yeah, when you're, when around, you're about to you know? when you're about to do the you deed. Don't but go also, in another I, room. You yeah, know? It, like you're fucking the great reveal or some shit. I do <laughs> like that he put his hat back on. Like he was like, all right, maybe she won't notice. And like he has his pants unbuttoned, like he's like a Tommy Hilfiger model or some shit. His hat back on. He has to have his hat back on. It's just that was hilarious. So yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff, and like even uh, like some of the lines are really funny. Not just the puns, like uh, the one Officer Hank at one point, like you know when he talks about the I forget her name, but the, like the the old woman who's kind of a snoop. And yeah, like the neighbor here. Yeah. Yeah, and he says about her, uh, oh, she's so paranoid. She sees rapists in her hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, I backed that up, and I was like, is that what he said? And I see, and I, I would have loved to have been uh, like uh, in the writers' room where they're like, all right, we just need all these one <laughs> one liners about the doctor. You know, like ah, oh, fuck, that would have been so awesome to just spit out these and just see yeah. which one stuck because. It's it, the movie is so much fun with the ones that are in it. I can't imagine how many that they like just yeah. threw at the wall to That's figure true. out. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Jonathan, you mentioned that like you, you don't really like the team characters and they're not super likable. Uh, Jen is kind of a, a mopey girl who obsesses over her health, you know, which is yeah. too common. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, uh, and Max, uh, you know, he's he's a, a jerk who cheats on her because she's, you know, being a mopey girl. Um, uh, so but you know, I also was thinking like with the acting in like some of their scenes, like there's a scene where they're on the Ferris wheel. And it made me really think about how, like, some people will criticize bad acting. It's really more bad editing, I feel like. You know, like, like you see this sometimes where it's just, like, it's very awkward or, or wooden acting feeling. But it's really that it's just not edited well. And that's the way I felt with that particular scene. Uh, and, I, and I understand if you don't really remember, like, that particular aspect of it. When, when they're on the Ferris wheel and she's talking about, like, her, yeah, yeah, and then my mom. Yeah, I know. I, I, but I, I, yeah, I, know, I, I feel know, that. Yeah, I know you know the scene. Okay, yeah, I was like, I know you know the scene, but yeah, like it was very choppy in the way yeah. it was did, and so I, I it agree. Makes, it makes the actors look bad uh, because, like, Larry Drake is very, very great in this and carries the movie hands down. Uh, but I don't think these two actors were necessarily bad. They just like it was kind of like they didn't have much to work with as far as the characters. I and it was, think also, it was a bad actor in the in, in the film. No, to be no. Honest. And I and the late Glenn Quinn, uh, you know, uh, he was sensational as 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 Mark on Roseanne. He was excellent. He's very funny. Uh, and this is one of the few movies I've ever seen him in. You know, of course, he he died of a drug overdose when he was in his twenties. He was very young. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so I don't think there's bad performances in it, uh, but like some of these scenes that they have together, like the, the teenagers, it's just they're just not very well put together. I felt part of it is pro- possibly because like Larry Drake's scenes are so they pop so much, they jump out the screen like his performance, and although it's not like the most magnificent script, like the the puns and stuff, they they give it like that zing and then the other characters are very much in the real world until right at the end when jen does her final puns which i don't think particularly works well but up until then it's kind of like just real apart from the douchey corny white guy with the condom he's kind of silly he he's funny yes he is funny but but the rest of it isn't particularly wacky and that that might be why i do love what i do love when the 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 one guy uh, the, the when they're looking when they're, they they sneak into Doctor Google's house and they're like banging the walls looking for hollow spots and and the one guy he's banging right next to the window and it's just like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing like you know, it's, it's like kind of goes in with his character being a dope though you know yeah uh, but uh, but no even even outside like I feel like we're mentioning the puns a lot and the puns are are there and they are funny. Uh, so but good. even be, even beyond the puns, there's just a lot of funny stuff that Larry Drake does with this character, uh, like the, the the kid who's just playing the video games the whole time and doesn't notice <laughs> that his sis, sister and her boyfriend are being killed. Uh, and Doctor Giggles walks past him and just goes, "Terminal." You know, he's just like, "Yeah, this this kid See, is I, just." I, I like yeah. that, but I also wanted the kid to just be mercilessly slaughtered. And oh, there yeah. to be some kind of <laughs> like ro- that shit rots your brains kind of pun, and he does it like yeah. he drills into his skull or lobotomizes him or something like that. But yeah, it works right. well, definitely. But I just want to see more kids murdered on screen. Yeah, but that's kind of a taboo thing. You don't see that yeah. much. You know, and, well, uh, he could do it in the blob. He should do it in more shit. 
they could have done like a they could have done some weird cutaway thing but i i did like the way it was just like terminal because that kid so doesn't hear anything and even when he thinks he hears something he doesn't give a fuck because he's playing his game like yeah he's just so focused on tetris or whatever yeah and he's just no he's playing dr mario Oh, okay. And this is Dr. Giggles. See? Ah. ah very I nice. I recognized the, uh, the music, oh, yeah. but I didn't know the game. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been a big gamer, so I didn't recognize that at all. Uh, that, that's that's very a very nice little ad there. Um, so speaking of the kills, um, we, did, we, we don't get as much gore uh, as we would want in a slasher, but there are some really wonderful moments like when that nosy neighbor lady is killed and speaking uh nosy huh a pun Uh, she gets Mm -hmm. she gets that thing up her fucking nose and it's just it's Uh. wonderful it's a really good scene uh but the one that always stuck with me with this movie this is the thing i've always remembered is the stomach pump scene Mm -hmm. oh Yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah uh where he takes the uh the the stepmother character and uh he he fucking pumps her stomach, you know, and it's, it's like, it's not that it's super gross. I mean, based, but it, but it is at the same time, like it always yeah. stuck with me as being really just like, Oh fuck. Like when you see it, cause he shoves it down her throat and like, you see like, I don't know what the fuck she was eating. It was like yogurt. She just ate, like, ice cream. She it? ate was a whole it ice thing cream? of ice cream. Was it? Okay. It was and, something. And yeah. he like shoots it back into the bowl, but then he like turns up the, power Spitty and then blades. you see all the you see all the fucking yeah. blood uh, yeah, should come in yeah, they yeah. cut away from it quick they do like quick cuts that just like you're right like you would like to see a little bit more gore but i'm also not mad at it for it not no, being there because no, it's, no. it's very cool yeah, the, the implication is there and yeah it's like it's such a it just makes you go oh fuck because like he's pumping her stomach to the point of like gutting her everything in a way. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if it was gorier, as much as I love my gore, um, it would have changed the tone of the whole film. To be honest, right. like e- Evil Dead Two, um, is wacky and fun and stuff, but it would have been more like Evil Dead One, where there's that genuine nastiness to it, but it isn't just like a knockabout kind of comedy horror. Mm-hmm. There's, sure. there's more sure. of the nastiness too, and I, I, yeah, I like it just as it is. Yeah. No, I, I like it too. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. the that's the thing that always really stood out to me with this movie is like, I, I can't think of another movie where you see like someone killed by getting their stomach pumped. And of course, he gives you that great pun where he's like, "Yes, I know, it sucks." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just like one. It, the hits just keep coming, dude. I wrote that. I was like, the hits keep coming. Like you, they, like I would have loved to like. God, just like, all right, keep the how many puns can you come up with for this like thing? God, it would have been so fun to do. The, the uh, one missed opportunity, it, apart from the the, the kid uh, not being lobotomized, uh, is when the corny dude dies. I can't remember his name. I'm going to keep calling him the corny white dude until you tell me his yeah, name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember I, his I, name. I, 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 I try to I try to jot down the names, but I miss them sometimes. And yeah, I don't remember his name. Like the first, I watched it twice in the lead up to this podcast, and the first time I didn't even notice that it's actually his dick that gets yeah. cut off or cut, off, cut yeah. open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Surely yeah. there could have been a vasectomy pun there, something about yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was the one time he I was does, like, oh, missed the trick. <laughs> but he does say, "I hope you brought protection." Protection. Uh, he does yeah. say that. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> that is a fun scene because he gets under the covers, mm-hmm. and, and instead of the girl, it's Doctor Giggles under the covers. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 still a fun scene. Uh, but yeah, there are some other really ridiculous things that he does. Like, 
um, like the giant Band-Aid. It's like, where did he even get that? You know, like, like it's just From like, his back. And he says, it's okay, it's ouchless. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like that's his, his line for that. Like, I couldn't the, hear what the, he said. What does he say there? It's okay. It's ouchless. What does that like, mean? Like that you can rip it off and it doesn't hurt. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. They had, they had advantages it, that were ou- ouchless. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, in, in America they call them ouchless. They're band aid that that doesn't hurt when you rip it off. Yeah. God, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and yeah, and that, was like, that was all he said. Like she like sees it, her this huge band aid and dead like tied to the door. And she, it's okay. It's ouchless. Like that's but what I'm saying. But it's this, so absurd. Lines, it's this, this it's fucking this, movie. But it's this it's this huge band-aid that's like big enough to go around her whole head. You know, it's like something out of hot shots or something. It's like this ridiculous it's this total comic thing. Yeah. Um but we do have one scene of, of gore that's that's really sweet, and that's a flashback scene uh that's, where yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about, where uh, you know, it's a flashback scene where the 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 doctor's father is is caught for the murders or whatever, and he's hid his son, Dr. Giggles, inside a body. And uh, it's like the best uh, birthing scene since Extro. You know, it's just... <laughs> Jonathan, I'm guessing you've seen Extro. Maybe Jonathan. You know what? Well. I haven't. Oh, it's one of the video is, nasties. Video nasties this, that I haven't seen. Yeah, this is well, the, perfect. God, the way this is. The flashback. He's telling it to the other officer. And like you hear the giggling. Right. And he yeah. hisses when the kid comes out. He actually hisses yeah, after he yeah. giggles. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, he's he's very vicious. Yeah, he just he you, just rips you describe his way. what happens. Like, yeah, the, the, well, Doctor Giggles, the child of uh, uh, Doctor Giggles, he's hidden inside the, the one of the dead bodies, uh, and he, you know, when uh, Officer Hank, when he's younger, of course, when this happened, he uh, uh, he sees it. You know, the Doctor Giggles. Uh, clawing his way like with a scalpel he rips his way out of a fucking human body and it's like you really his get mother's s- cadaver his, oh, his mother's. Right, you're right you're right you're it's his mother's cadaver uh yeah which makes it all the more grotesque he's like being reborn in a way it's super nasty and it's it's, it's the nastiest thing in the movie it's yeah, the most yeah, yeah. like depraved and uh yeah. and vile He's covered and another one that is blood kind of- and viscera, and he's just like laughing and shit, and jumps yeah. down, and the cop just like, I passed out. When I woke up, everything was clean, and my asshole hurt. I don't know, <laughs> like it was. He didn't say that, but like, but, yeah, that's pretty much. But what then happened. later, but then later, Officer Hank, like when he confronts Doctor Giggles in the present, he 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 references seeing that, and he's just like, "You owe me thirty-five years of sleep, you know, motherfucker." Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is great, and that's the first time that you hear Doctor Giggles panic giggle because when he gets shot, that was the first time when I was like, yes. "Ooh, that's that's a new giggle." I haven't seen that yeah, one. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it does he's freaking out because he's been yeah. shot, and then we have the great scene of self surgery where he performs <sighs> surgery Hill on himself. Myself. Yeah, yeah, no, he says yeah. that. Yeah, patient heal thyself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that whole scene, like, uh, like whenever we see him in his, doing operating or when he's in like that that basement by the way like what the fuck is with like that office that's inside the house like it's like several rooms and it's like in the basement i guess i don't know um but anyway like it gives it this really classic horror movie feel it's like mad scientist feel like dr frankenstein almost so i really like that um Mm -hmm. uh you know uh but yeah then he's got like i'm sorry go ahead 
I feel like that was just like back in the day, like you just went to his house and he was the right. doctor and he'd built this like he lives upstairs, almost like, I guess, like a mortuary or something sure, like where sure. your shit's yeah. downstairs and maybe you live upstairs. So that's I, what I thought. Oh, no, I something get, like that. I know like, that's absolutely what it is. That's absolutely yeah. what it is. But what I was saying is like everything's still there. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like it's like it, it was closed for a day rather than for decades. I do like yeah. how he's like he's like bashing through the brick and shit at the beginning and like pull like opening like where it's like, oh, the doctor is in and shit. Yeah, it's like they walled it up like like a Turkish prison or something. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, don't know, I, was, yeah, I was just mentioning that. But uh, yeah, he's got the waiting room uh, like that. That scene where I'm uh, oh, so the waiting room. Mm-hmm. The waiting uh, room is so awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah that's real good. Filled with dead bodies, and then he's got the, the bucket of their hearts. He's got just all the hearts, and he he's wanting to perform. Like his whole goal in this is like to perform heart surgery on Jennifer, and it kind of sets you up to think that maybe like they're related somehow, or that she's significant somehow. But we don't really get that, do we? Uh, it's just I, that I assumed it was just that he's mad, and it was like the link with his mom. Oh, heart problem. Yeah. Oh, how did he yeah. even know and that she's she, hot? Yes, of course. But how did he even know she had a heart problem? Like, wasn't it the heart thing that yeah, he discovers well, and he sees it in her room or something? No, in her room he finds like the the paperwork that says so you have a heart problem or some okay. shit like that. And then he's like heart, and then he like picks up her picture and he's like mother like mother and like then he okay. goes like he actually takes the picture to the fair and like yeah that's how he, no, I that's remember how all he that. i remember all that that was yeah. hilarious yeah but i must have missed the whole thing where he read the paperwork yeah it, it yeah. was a very like like a quick like oh yeah and all by the way you now you know she has a like it was it was a real quick thing he's like found the paperwork after after he pumped the stomach and shit of the evil stepmother yeah. who they make just a despicable deplorable from the start you give a fuck that she gets her insides pulled out like you be like good good (laughs) yeah she's just like oh why isn't she over the death of her mother already you you mentioned the waiting room and i had a weird observation but also kind of question because i didn't i didn't rewind it to check but i feel like in the waiting room there's two separate or maybe more than that like ways that they shot it because some of the shots the corpses look like dummies Mm -hmm. but some of them are clearly the actors playing them Mm -hmm. which made me think why why did they do it that way wouldn't that would that be more expensive was it because they couldn't get all the actors on the same day or Mm -hmm. was it all of the actors in the same room at the same time i don't know that was just no, a weird thing that occurred. Yeah, to me. That, no, that's interesting. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, I'd have um, to go back and look too because I thought it was just them. I yeah, thought it was the actors the whole I time. I thought it was. I thought it was too. But if they if they did have dummies, I don't know. Maybe they did that to add a creep factor, like that kind of like you know the uh, maybe that initial it? shot when they walk in, they cut away from it, something like that. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I don't know. Um, but I do like uh, you know when when he. You know, the cop, Officer Joe, bursts in to save the day, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Kickles is like, hey, have a heart. That literally throws a heart <laughs> at him. And he's like, ah. <laughs> with his gun, this hard trained cop squealing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, I mean, this is like, this is the late, uh, or I'm sorry, this is the early 90s uh, when, like, you, like, Freddie had really set the bar, and then Chucky came in, and Chucky was all yeah. jokes and one liners. And then you had, 
other characters like Dr. Giggles, who, you know, like almost became a franchise, but didn't like, like uh, Horace Pinker from Shocker, you know? Um, <clears throat> God, why did the dentist get a sequel, but Dr. Giggles didn't? Right, right. Yeah. I, that's, I, that's why I thought that, it had a sequel. Because the yeah. dentist, that's the dentist, I, that's the dentist does have to. That's yeah. it. Uh, the, uh, by the way, like the, those are the other two that I did want to bring up in relation to Dr. Giggles. Obviously, The Dentist was like a a, uh, a sister film to Dr. Giggles in that it's a, a homicidal dentist. Uh, and that's Corbin Burtson uh, plays the, the dentist. And it's also Brian Yudsna who does the films, the great Brian Yudsna, who we mm-hmm. all love and cherish. Um, and uh, the other one I wanted to bring up that's not medical but it it was also like an early 90s movie that had a titular character who was um a certain type of profession is the ice cream man with clint howard Mm -hmm. Howard. yeah like but no really like you can kind of like fit them all into the same thing where like they were all they were all these like guys who were not in a mask or anything like that they were just guys who had a certain profession and yet they were a killer and ice cream man is more full of puns and jokes like dr yeah. giggles where the dentist isn't the uh, dentist it's a nastier film if i remember right it, it really is it's much yeah. it, like he doesn't he's not comical in any way but the yeah. kills are very comical um it's just like mm. you know, it's that typical brian usna where there's just like incredible effects and crazy gore and all sorts of weird angles from like inside the mouth where you're seeing like a drill literally take a tooth apart and stuff like that i feel like it was screaming mad george or someone like yes. that who did the effects was yes. it yeah that's why yes. they're so sick and good yeah 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 he teamed up with him a lot uh and yeah the the effects are quite good in, in um in the dentist movies but they are darker in tone uh where you're basically just like you're it's kind of like you're watching this guy slowly unravel rather than be you know a lunatic from the very beginning like ice cream man or dr giggles yeah. yeah. Uh, I, ha- I have a, I, the Ice Cream Man Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome, Chris. Do you have that? Uh, I know I, ha- I have it. I have it on a twofer with Killer Tongue, which oh, okay. is uh, which is also good. Which yeah. stars um, I forget the actress's name, but she's the she's the lead uh, chick in Return of the Living Dead three, which I love. Mm. Uh, She's, it's her, uh, her name's Melanie or Melinda or something, something. Uh, but she, yeah, it's killer tongue. And she, she has a, a giant tongue that lashes out like, like a frog, like catching flies, but she kills people with it. Uh, so it's, it's probably the greatest two nice. for the two yeah. the greatest two for DVDs at all time. Uh, and I do have that. <laughs> Very um, nice. Uh, so anyway, let will get like, you know, we, we get to the ending, um, where, um, we kind of have like a double ending, like a trick ending where it's like, ah, oh, you think he's killed, but then mm-hmm. nope, he's not he comes back yeah. again. And then he's killed again. Uh, but, ju- but like Jonathan said, uh, you know, like you're, you're kind of pissed. You're like, why did all of these people get to live? Yeah. Final- Dicio Dick balls, whatever his name is. The Max, Max is it? The yeah. Max. How does the Fuck dad kill? Max. I thought he was like totally dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you think, you think, <sighs> He's dead, but he lives. Max gets to live even after he cheated on our final girl. He gets to live, which is absurd. Oh, Max, bring back yeah. Officer Joe. Yeah, is, is it Joe? Yeah, yeah, Joe. Joe. Bazooka yeah, like, Joe. Somehow he doesn't make it through, you know. But it's just but Max. Yeah, he does. gets the saw to the back and shit. Come on, yeah. he makes the most of his death. He does do a good scream as soon as it hits him. But I'm like, god damn it. 
Yeah, yeah. But again, like they, they just soft the black guys in this movie. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. the rules back then, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. it was. Unfortunately it was, yeah. Um, so that, that that wraps up Dr. Giggles. And I'm glad that we talked about other things too, because like on previous episodes, I think we've dissected the movie a little bit too much and told and gave away a little bit too much. So I'm glad that we didn't give away every cool thing about the movie because it really is fun. Um, oh, at the end, you find out Dr. Giggles is her father. We weren't going to talk about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, shit, oh, yeah. shit. And, and they've both been Cuts dead. Cuts off her hand and she the whole falls time. down the bottom As, of the yeah. of that Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 he does that too. Yeah. <laughs> and they've been dead the whole time. And it turns out that Dr. Giggles is Kaiser Sose. Yes. yes. But other than that, we didn't give away anything. No, there's a lot more layers there to that. There's yeah. way more puns that we didn't cover as well. So yes, that's good. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of fun to be had in this movie. It's it's one of those rare situations of a horror comedy that is actually funny. Uh, a lot yeah. of times, horror comedies they they just don't work. Um, you know, you're kind of annoyed by the the puns or like the the, the bad jokes. Whereas mm. with this, it actually lands. It actually is very funny. I think and, it was John Wayne who said exactly it. Like it it knows exactly what it is. I think, yeah, I think you said that earlier, and I totally agree. Yeah, it it knows what it's doing. It's not taking itself too seriously. It's exactly doing this, and that's why it all works. Yeah, every <laughs> single goddamn one of those fucking lines lands like a fucking atomic bomb, as far as I'm concerned. Do, and we, does her final line land though? Because that makes me cringe rather than cheer. Yeah, she kind of doesn't pull it off, really. But, but he he has the final line after that. <laughs> that's true. Because, and I don't want to say it, but I wrote it down, but he has that one. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, he nailed that. That was good. Because I was like, that was, I was like, yeah, that's what I, you should say. And then I loved it. I was, I wasn't mad about it at all. Feel <laughs> the drool going down his face yeah. anyway. <laughs> and I think like, we, I think we owe a lot to uh, Larry Drake uh, for <laughs> the, for the way this movie works. Um, because he, he has this uh, unique ability to be menacing and funny at the same time. He has like those great eyes that he has where he just has this very sinister uh, kind of look to him, but he's also can be very funny, uh, much mm-hmm. as it was in the Tales from the Crypt episode where he was the uh, evil Santa Claus, um, you know? And, and speaking of Tales from the Crypt, you know what I think it is with this movie is it feels like a, a feature-length Tales from the Crypt episode to me. I can see uh, that. I can see that. Yeah, it does. That. It really does. Where it has like the comedic element and the horror element. Uh, it, and, Set pieces. And, yeah, it, it very much feels like a Tales from the Crypt uh, uh, movie to me. Uh, in a way, mm-hmm. it feels like more of a Tales from the Crypt story than Demon Knight. And I love Demon Knight. I'm not taking Demon anything Rose. away from it. Yeah, it's it's excellent. But this feels more like Tales from the Crypt than Demon Knight does to me. Uh, when in relation to the show, to the actual show. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, just by opinion. Uh, all right, so let's wrap it up. Uh, let's uh, start with our guest, Jonathan. What do you think? Out of five, out of five stars, one being the worst, five being the best. What do you give Doctor Giggles? Uh, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> do you want us to come not back? A, it's to- not a five star <laughs> movie, but it's either four or four and a half. Can I have four and a half? Yeah, absolutely. You can have whatever yeah. you want. For, for what it is, I give it four and a half stars. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Um, 
no, just just that it does exactly what I want a comedy horror film from the early '90s to do. It, mm. it there, there isn't really a, a duff note in the whole thing. Like I've had a couple of criticisms, but in general, yeah, it, it just knows exactly what it is, and it and it it, it nails it. Yeah, yeah, great film. John Wayne, how about you? Uh, for me, so like especially watching all of these movies, you know, all back to back to back to back. For me, this is a five-star movie, and I'll tell you why. I loved every moment of it. Nothing was boring, and I would actually watch it again right now after I get off this recording. <laughs> that's that's how much I enjoyed it. So, yeah, for me, it's a five-star uh, five because now I'm mad that it really doesn't have a sequel, yeah. although I, I'm not mad that it doesn't have a sequel. But I'm, I'm pissed, as I said before. Yeah, but. I'd love a sequel. <laughs> but but every single one of those lines, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. So, yeah, for, for me, uh, for the summer of slashers, that's a, that's a five star for me right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I I. I'm right there with you guys. I really, really love this movie. Um, and I remember, and as I said, I hadn't seen it in a long time, you know, at least 15 years. Um, but I remembered liking it before, but I wasn't prepared for how much I liked it again, watching it. Um, I, I expected it to just be like, eh, hey, you know, 90 slasher. Cause a lot of them just weren't very good. Most of them weren't very good. Mm. Uh, I think this one really stands above and I'm, and watching it, I was like, why isn't this more, talked about why isn't it more beloved than it is uh with horror fans um it's absolutely hilarious like i literally laughed out loud watching it um and and you know larry drake is is a is a fucking he's on point in this a lot of people talk about dark knight of the scarecrow and he's good in that but this is like the movie that i will always remember larry drake for is dr Eagles. This is this is his role. Uh, so, yeah, I give this um, four, maybe four and a half stars. Like the only thing that detracts from it for me is there's not enough gore. Yeah. Uh, for we'll, a slash we'll film. We'll pick one four or four and a half, dude. You got to make a decision. I'll say I'll, fine. I'll, I'll say four. I'll say four okay. uh, because it, it could stand to have more gore, uh, but it makes up for that in being really funny. Uh, one of the funniest slasher movies I can think of. Um, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll give, I'll give four stars to Dr. Giggles. I think it's fantastic. I think more people should see it. I think horror fans out there, slasher fans out there, uh, like even the people that really love slashers don't talk about this movie. Uh, so I'm yeah. glad that we're, we're, we're shining a light on it because it, it needs to be reexamined. And I think, um, the whole nostalgia, as Jonathan mentioned, like, the nostalgia of like the nineties and slashers of the era at the time, they don't make movies like this anymore. And so going back and watching it now retroactively, it really has that nostalgia feel kind of like April fool's day had the eighties nostalgia. When we watched that with Tom, uh, Mm -hmm. like this has the nineties nostalgia. Absolutely. And we're all going to get Dr. Giggles tramp stamp tattoos. (laughs) To you try to, br- to bring it to the forefront. No, this time is I his mean face it, dude. Or just the title? I really mean it. The title. We're gonna get some oh. really well, bad. Well, what about the title? I was thinking like yeah, his face. Like that. yeah, yeah, that, like that's both. awesome. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, oh, the whole thing, the eyes. Oh yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Do well, it. yeah, it could be Doctor Giggles as the tramp stamp, but then his face on your butt, but like his <laughs> mouth around you. Oh fuck <laughs> yeah, dude, you know what's up. 
I just got him bleach too. So he'll well, be like, he, oh. well, he does have he does have the mask, which was yeah. kind of like it, like I, I I wanted to mention that earlier actually. Like you know, he wears the surgical mask, which we all know and love now from COVID. Yeah. Uh, right, right. But like he's wearing that oh, surgical yeah. mask, so in a way, he does have a mask like you know the hockey mask or the or the Captain sure. Kirk mask. You know, so in a way, he has yeah, a mask. Yeah. Uh, and that so that was kind of a unique way for him to have a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, all, of course, there was uh, a movie called The Last Slumber Party where the killer was dressed like a doctor and had that mask, but he was uh, not a necessarily like a doctor. Uh, and that movie also sucks super bad, but in the greatest way. It's uh, it's widely considered the worst slasher ever, and we should definitely review it uh, on this Summer of Slashers. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the last slumber party uh, de- technically did it before Dr. Diggles, but Dr. Gil- Giggles is leaps and bounds better than uh, last slumber party. I think they did the, the whole doctor's mask just because they didn't have money to do anything else and didn't have the creativity to do anything else. Maybe. So. Yeah. No, I also want to mention definitely. Dr. Butcher MD. Yes, that's a good point. That's a mm. good point. Even though yeah. the movie isn't about him, but they marketed it as though it was. That's and the trailer true. claims that he's a depraved rapist and he doesn't rape anyone. It's just no, a mad no. zombie cannibal creating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really more of a zombie movie. Yeah. Uh, but but the, you're absolutely right. They pitch it as like this mad doctor who's butchering people. And that's not what you get at all. And he makes house calls. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, that was one of the like there were several puns even in the, the, the uh, promotion of Dr. Giggles where like it was like the doctor is in. Same, you know, yeah. Like, like, you know, uh, oh, so good. There was a lot of, excuse me. There was a lot of stupid, you know, uh, like little puns like that. Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of the best, uh, funniest put-ons in the the horror film canon. Uh, I really love the movie a lot, and I recommend everyone who's listening to check out Doctor Fucking Giggles. You can rent it on Amazon, uh, and now the DVD is a little more affordable than it was. Uh, when I was looking for it for years and I kept finding it for like $40 and I was like, fuck, you're killing me. It it is also on stars. If you happen to have stars, which I have because good times is on stars. (laughs) Yes. So, um, it's on stars. So if you have that app, you can watch it. Stars. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was like the metal. We are the world. Nope. I uh, I enjoyed the full set of it. Trying to forget. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No, you know, in the eighties they had "We Are the World" and then all the metal people got together, led by Dio, the great Dio, and uh, they did a song called "Stars." We are stars. Much better, much better. But anyway, I think that's a show. Uh, I want to. I want to thank our special guest, Jonathan Butcher. You've been awesome, man. I've loved yeah, having you. It's great. Like you know, we've kind of talked online uh, like over the years but this is the first time it was like talking face to face i definitely i would love to have you back on the show i would love to be back i've had an absolute blast yeah seriously thank you for having me this has been wicked awesome Awesome. we appreciate you coming on thanks for staying up late what is it like tomorrow at 7 a.m it's actually 4 a.m is it really no it's not no it's not you're seven hours of fucking (laughs) asshole (laughs) no but no you did you you are on a time difference we appreciate you uh, yeah that's badass man yeah thank you um and you know what maybe maybe we'll do uh maybe before summer slashers ends we'll have you back and we'll do the last slumber parties we can do that another doctor themed fucking army and then we'll stay up late you do it in the middle like the day and it'll be like when it's nighttime for us 
uh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> now this is ideal. This is cool. Like a slumber party. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And thanks to all of our listeners. And remember, you can donate to the beer fund. Uh, just go to Chris and Chris with a K. Uh, and you all can right. help, uh, you can help uh, keep us going. We appreciate so. it. All right. Bye. See you in hell. See ya. Ha, 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 ha.